0: Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you
2: Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: I've got a bit of trivia for you Do if you. you'd like. Okay, great. Do you know uh, much about the first ever AFL game? 1896. I don't know the year. All right. Do, <laughs> you, do, you, do, you,
1: do you know much about the first game? Okay.
0: Here's the question for you. Okay. How many players were on each team in the first ever AFL game? 16, 16 aside? Wrong. <laughs>
2: 40. <laughs> what?
0: There were 40 players on each team in the first ever AFL game. How big was the ground? This sounds like It amazing. was like an 800 metre oh, <laughs> ground Why? in this God. big paddock. And it was played over three games, over three weekends, and there was like, three weekends, and there was two goals scored. So that's just a bit of um, <laughs> <laughs> AFL trivia for you. I saw. Okay, so I'm telling you this because I saw it at the AFL bar at an airport. Right. And there was these plaques everywhere. And it had all this info and I sat in front of this park and it had the first ever AFL game.
1: I couldn't believe it, 40 players. So don't let anyone ever tell you, we need to get back to the way footy used to be played. Because (laughs) space and all that. That's why Steve Hawking wants the game to be faster and quicker and more goals scored.
0: Could you imagine 80 players on the field (laughs) right now? (laughs) You can't
1: explain footy to many people, but if you said, look, this is where it started, 40 players each team, there's 80 people running around. It's it's 800 (laughs) metres squared. It's
0: like... Get a big to be crowded on this. High scoring, right? Lots of players. <laughs> nope. Two goals. Well, three sounds like games. soccer.
1: Yeah, mm. very good. Yep. Um, all right, that's a good story, mate. <laughs> <Well done. laughs> no worries. But you were away? like You went to Melbourne over the weekend? Yeah,
0: it was good. Trip. Home of footy. Um, didn't good. watch a game. Wasn't nec- wasn't worth it. No good games on, so.
1: No good games on. No. Nah. Geelong St Kilda didn't tickle the fancy? No.
0: Nah.
1: You took uh, your non-drinking wife out for a few shots of gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, very good. Who ended up on top? Uh, as in, you know, who who, who won that bout?
0: Uh, I think I did. Oh, well done, champion.
1: All right, so, uh, here we go. Backchat double underscore. You can find <laughs> us on socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Scoey's had no phone all weekend. It's been a bit of a shit show of a weekend, to be honest. But we're back. It's all good. You know where to find us via email, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Use that for you send it, we read it. Um, get in contact about anything you like. Send in your fines. Once again, there's a big fine session coming up today. Huge. I'm, I really am enjoying what people have given to that. And the aggression. There's, yeah. some, there's some pure aggression.
0: Getting personal, <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. I, I messaged you over the weekend. You probably didn't get it because you didn't have a phone. I said, we might need to start a back chat podcast, like a weekly episode for just fines, where yeah. people just send in your grievances for one another. Yes, We'll get both parties on the phone. They can fight it out on the phone.
1: We're going to get that to, to that later. Um, yep. Patreon, our patrons are very, very lovely people. They are piece yep. of this podcast. Make they support us. Happen. Um, when we when we were shit kicking around in university labs and someone else's tin shed work office space before we got our nice little studio we've got here at Backchat Studios, yes, our patrons, god damn, our patrons <laughs> looked after us and they continue yep. to do so. Um, there are some VIP codes over at Patreon if you do want to sign up, support the podcast, and we'll support you. Um, all of our sponsors. We got little little goodies over there for Patreon. So, Whippersnapper, Snapper, best whiskey in the world. Yes, thank you very much. No worries. Little VIP code over there for you. That you like coffee? Margaret River Roasting Co. Get yourself a nice little discount over there for our patrons. Bluebet, of course. Oh yeah, Bluebet cameo. I yeah. had a cameo this week. Did you? Yeah, was who quite, was it for? Um, someone who just who'd been bagging me on the coverage of F- Fox Footy. And right. his mate wanted me to stitch him up, coming oh, back good. at him saying, don't yeah. talk shit about Love that. Love um, that, which was good. And new sponsors, mm. shelter, huge shelter brewing co down in Buso local brewing company. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be big things out of them. they got a huge, big stadium, big, big, big brew house down at Buso I reckon it's probably the best in definitely the best in WA, maybe the best huge. brewery yeah. in Australia.
0: Could quite possibly. We went down there last week. Great experience. It
1: was good. So shelters on board, you see a few beers fighting around, so it won't just be whiskey we're drinking, a couple of beers as well for our guests and we'll have a VIP Call code a as boiler well. Maker. What what
0: is? A beer and a shot. Like really? a beer and a whiskey? Boilermaker. Yeah, usually you you pair the right whiskey with the right beer. Oh, but boy. um it's delicious.
1: Okay, so thank you very much for our sponsors. Thanks to our patrons. Um, let's get into it. Fantasy. We're just gonna cut this a little bit short, right? There's someone who's leading, he's second in Australia right now. Who is it? Primetime Ballers. Nathan. Nathan at primetime, Nathan! primetime Ballers. Nathan! Nathan, you're coming second in Australia, and I'm bloody proud of you. Because On you're top
0: of our league, second in the nation.
1: Part of the Backchat Fantasy League. Um, look, the, the bunch wins, of us- If he wins, we win. Yeah, the, the, but yeah, correct. And the bunch of us, look, we're going up, going down. I will say it, I say it every time, fantasy changes very quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's what Nathan's doing. He's, he's leading the comp. Uh, watch our socials if you want to stay up to date with that. Yep. We do need to give an update though on the Hot Guys team. Yes, um, of course. Because I had a little bit of fall from grace last week. The Hot Guys too long in the mirror, spending a little <laughs> bit too time, too much time looking yes. at themselves, doing their hair. Don't know what was going on, but they're back this week. Awesome as ever. Just outside the top thousand in the country. My wife Alex, the Hot Guys team owner. They're just so outside the top thousand, thirteenth <laughs> in the back chat league. So right. I'm still a chance to win the tickets. Yes,
0: you and your wife could be going.
1: She won't be taking a. She's she said she won't be taking me. Good honor. Yeah.
0: She's doing all the hard work.
1: Um, so there you go, fantasy. Uh, there's a little update for you. I'm going to keep you coming there now. Little bit of a whip around uh, all things content in backchat land.
0: Yes, the
1: best worst Guernsey competition has dropped.
0: Yes, absolutely, and it's dropped hard.
1: And you have t- have you've had your say. So we put some stories up earlier this week. Um, we had eight matchups of the best worst Guernseys
0: ever. AFL history,
1: yeah, that's correct. Um, so, Sports Gear Australia—they're on board. They're sponsoring that segment for us. And you know th- what they do? Um, they're over at Instagram Sports Gear A- uh, AUS, so that'd be Oz Sports Gear Oz. Yep. They source player issued guernseys, and mm-hmm. you can buy pretty much anything that's ever existed, but player issue. So, not not the that, that stuff that comes out the back of the, it falls out the back of the truck. We're not talking that, <laughs> right? Right. They're, yep. they're sourcing the real stuff, so they're getting behind this. And the winner. So not only will we crown the best worst Guernsey in Australia, we've got a chance for you to enter, the listener, the watcher, and you can win the best worst Guernsey. Great. The boys down at Sports Gear Australia are going to source that from someone. Don't know who. I will have to go. I'll and will find it. Yeah. So we've got the matchups running now. Um, Look, there's been some surprises, fair to yeah. say. Yeah.
0: Yep. There was a couple, couple I thought of were shoe ins cool. to get out of the first round. Like the Power Ranger,
1: there. the Hawthorne Power Ranger. I thought, yep, that's got to be one of the worst. It's, it looks like it's going to go down to the Hawthorne Cross Jumper, which is, yeah. it's, I mean, it's another Hawthorne one, but it looks like it's going to get
0: vintage Vintage um, wins out there.
1: I mean, there's a couple that are, you know, definitely, definitely going through. Orange, the North Melbourne Orange one. <laughs> yeah. Pitiful. Carlton's light blue, head to head with Richmond's tiger. It's, it's, a, it's a tiger crest. It's 50 50 at the moment. So yes. once all these releases are out, um, you can f- check us on Instar. We're going to run, uh, it's going to be over three weeks. So there's going to be three rounds. We're going to crown the best worst. And then we're going to draw a name out of a hat, I'm assuming. Sure. Frio sort of hat. hat, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. Well, then we'll have to print it. Maybe we'll do a digital. I think we'll do a digital one.
1: Good, good, good. So um, make sure you get on socials, follow that along, uh, and we will be crowning that. You know what I would like time. to get
0: from Sports Garoz and see if they can get this for us? Yes. Is a 2005 West Coast Eagles Premiership hat, right? So on Grand Final, oh, they, they they had to have the them ready losers. just in case, right? So, that you, you know, the, the team could walk around with them. Yes. They must exist somewhere. They well, had to make them.
1: There's got to be, there's got to be a decent market for that, I reckon.
0: What about why is it just
1: 2005? Well, you know that's just Can the last. 2015. E- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's, should I let you finish your sentence? No. <laughs> that's the last time the Eagles were ever in a grand final. Yeah, or, or 2015. That would be if you you could get one of those, surely.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we will keep an eye on that. Anyways. Very good. Um, Leon Cameron gets the sack. GWS. Yep. What do you think about him getting a send-off game? Like, I don't see the point. I found it strange. When when's the last time that's happened? Like someone's gone, oh, I'm quitting or resigning, and they will give you one last game. It happens to players. Fair enough. Yes. He also got effectively chaired off in between the two clubs too. It was very it was very weird. He he's done, he's, been, a lot. he's he, done a
0: lot for this for the for the team.
1: Yeah, but just so you know, he's been he's been sacked. You, you don't just you don't leave round nine in the season because it's all good and it's going well. Like he's lost his job.
0: They're fifteenth on the ladder.
1: Yeah, we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Mm. You're a bit fired up about GWS <laughs> v West Coast coming up, and maybe GWS aren't as good as they
0: think they are. Well, actually, now that we're talking about this, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But yes, it is odd G- getting chaired off after getting a bit of a sack. Odd.
1: Roaming bat chat, uh, West Coast v Melbourne. Charlie, how did you go, mate?
2: It was a good time. There was a few disappointed fans, but quite a few. Uh... <laughs> Quite a few happy Melbourne fans, yeah. I mean, I feel like
1: there must have been a bit of disappointment over at Roaming Charlie or Roaming Back Chat this week because, I mean, you would have been very disappointed with the Freo Dockers this week, mate.
2: It certainly had a sad energy this week. Uh, it was a, That was a hard game to watch. Did not like that. Gold what's, game.
1: What's, hap- what's happened? The, the wheels aren't falling off the bus,
2: surely. Nah, it was a bit too dewy. It's <laughs> dewy, you reckon? Uh, no, it was well, dewy the weather. You didn't even... Yeah, no, no, I did that on purpose. Okay, good. <laughs> One team did manage to score, though. So,
0: you know. What's that? Conditions-wise. Yeah, three. that's what
1: I was thinking, Charlie. They're, like,
0: they're used to it.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. They, they train there at Metricon. Well, let's hopefully as they I, can- As I tweeted
0: back. earlier in the week, there are contenders and there are pretenders.
1: You tweeted that, did you? <laughs> yeah. How did that go down?
0: People, I did you
1: tag Frio Douglas? No, nothing.
0: Just tweeted it and, of course, they oh, drove- no, it. No, Let's
1: raise <laughs> this now, right? Because we're about to say- well, can you take your, your, your blue and gold lenses <laughs> off, mate? Because you are a very you, – you, you, you have a whinge about the Fremantle supporters <laughs> always having a sook about West Coast, but you are a, a chief right, protagonist, mate. See, the, mate. Diff- the difference – You're is, so happy to see Fremantle lose. The
0: difference is West Coast are bad, so you can say whatever you want. When your team's good, you don't worry about anyone else. Just worry about yourself. right. That's why, it, is that that's how why I, I get a pass for doing whatever I want. Is
1: that how you've gone about your business for the last, I don't know, 15 or so years? <laughs> yeah. Have you? I you, think You so. never, never sat at the top of the, the tree and go, have to look at the Dockers <laughs> nah, down I there. I don't think I have. That's I really
0: funny. haven't. But I never referenced Fremantle. It's just that Fremantle fans read into that and, I, you know, you read what you want, man. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't be a sore loser, mate. Okay, so okay come lose. It's, it's okay. it was just a quote I thought of, and I happened to tweet it after the Fremantle game. There was no reference to.
1: Okay, it. let's hopefully they're back on the bike at you some also,
2: point. You also tweeted, "When was the last time Freo scored thirty-three points or something?" So you, you yeah, did such mention that absolute. No, <laughs> well, it was, it was definitely asked, a reference to thirty-three you know, points. Yes, I
0: asked Sir Swamp Thing how many teams this season have scored. <laughs> such a liar. Have a, yeah. So I was, I was
1: curious. Just get your head back in your box, mate. West Coast <laughs> is shit, just so you know. I know that's okay. They, they'll 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 return to their glory at some stage in your life. They will. It's fine. So hopefully, it's sooner rather than later. I suppose. Yeah. All right. Blue bet uh, back. Chat bets. Now, I, I, we, we we went we went close again this week, but once again we fell at the first hurdle.
0: Yeah, it's really rough when that happens.
1: Like, if we have a look at the bet. Once again, the same as last week, it would have come down to the last kick of the day if yeah. Hawthorne had done it. And you know what? Hawthorne covered the line. So our, our our multi this week was, first up was Hawthorne v Essendon. We gave Hawthorne a 19 and a half point head start. Hawthorne v Tigers. It was Hawthorne v Tigers. Mm. You're dead right. And they were looking out of it. They came back. They got within 11 points with 40 seconds to go.
0: They were, they were up by two or three goals in the second quarter. I was like, we are absolutely yeah, on Yeah, but here. then they and lost then they, it. And they, they lost it. They came
1: back. Yep. And with 40 seconds to go, they couldn't shut the valve. They let a goal through. Uh, <sighs> Richmond win by 20 points or something. We lose by 0.5 of a point. It's so frustrating. It, 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 like, it ruins the bet. But just stick with us because Will Brody. He has twenty five in the revenge game, Charlie. You love a revenge bet.
2: Oh, I loved it. That's why I'm uh, thinking about a bit of James H this week. It, uh, Will Brody
1: almost had twenty five touches in the first quarter, mate. He, had sixteen, have, he up. was early.
2: putting in the work. I love to see it. It's a,
1: it's a great. I love the addition to the bet because it's the mentality of players. Because you're right. Because Will Brody would have fired himself. up. You can't play badly against your former team.
2: Oh, you just can't. I love to see it.
1: Okay, very good. <laughs> um, so that gets up right. So just pretend the Hawthorne one gets up. Melbourne at the line. They win. Um, and late, they, we we gave our West Coast a ten goal head start. Yeah, um, which
0: they almost Melbourne almost covered that line in the second quarter. Correct.
1: Um, and then I had a bet on Ed Langdon because I like his hair. He's not bald. He wears a headband. I wish I had his hair. Mm-hmm. He has twenty four touches. We need him over twenty five. So we just missed out.
0: And there was a there was a touch waiting for him in the goal square, and he wasn't given it.
1: So. All you need to do, if you want to get along and have a bit of fun with us, we've got links in the bio. Um, jump on. We put it all over socials. Sammy, our graphic designer, put some very funny photos up. Yep. And it's a bit of fun. And hopefully, we'll get you a win because Bluebet's actually boosting the shit out of our odds. It's not about winning money, but like it was probably a $4 bet. It was $10. The multi was 10 bucks this week.
0: Yeah. They're
2: practically begging us to steal their money.
1: <laughs> we, we need to take him down. It's actually time to take him down. All right. So I reckon we do a James H. type setup, Charlie. Against his old team.
2: Yeah, another revenge bet. I like it.
1: Okay, I like the mentality around that. West Coast v GWS. Yeah. Can we put something around that game?
0: The line currently is 39.5.
1: So, again, if you're not a betting person, all that means is 39-point head start Mm. to West Coast. So, if the score's are level at the start of the game, it's actually like West Coast starts on 39.5 points. Yes. You think that's good? good I
0: thought that was worth having a look at because – GWS have only won one more game than West Coast. They're not, you know, put it this way. What were Melbourne, 52? 59. 59. That's not that. It's only a few more goals. Right. Top team.
1: I mean, I, I really think maybe you should be sitting here in a West Coast polo or something, but do you understand how shit West Coast are going right now? They're
0: there? awful. They're the worst team in the comp. They're uh, the worst team in a long time I as don't well. think they get
1: near GWS, I've got to be honest. I think we put a hot guy in the multi. I think we've got to get a hot guy in there.
0: What I will say about the GWS game, first time coach... You know they love to get around first-time coach. Yeah, exactly. And you want to take West Coast. No, I only thought about that afterwards. Right. First-time coach always gets those wins.
1: McVay, who's uh, been an assistant there for a little while. He's going to take over, GWS. And hot guy. I I want a hot guy in there. all right, let's
0: get a hot guy in there.
1: I don't know who's left. I mean, Jack Steele gets injured this week. He's out for six to eight weeks. He's pretty hot. Um, Look, I don't know. A Bailey Smith's probably going to be the Bailey. He's very hot. Or Mm. Ben Brown. Petrarca. Ben, Ben Brown, very quiet this week.
0: First, first goal, first kick, first goal. Yeah, he had six touches, mate. You're know to love that
1: Wow, a lot. Yes.
0: When he runs in, he looks like um, he looks like he's a character from the, MB- uh, the NBA, the um, AFL, PlayStation game. Like he's just got such a straight robotic run in.
1: He he kicked a goal from a set shot against West Coast, and it looked like he was coming from the line of the camp field to kick the goal. <laughs> he was so he was so far back.
0: He gets this like jog on. Yes,
1: correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah, it was straight, and he drilled it through the middle. Yeah. NBA finals are on. F one's
0: on. There's yep. a few bit going on. There's so much, so we might chuck a few of those cheeky. I ones just in. really
1: would like to take down Bluebet. That's all. I I don't really give a shit about the odds. I don't really care about. I yeah, just yeah. want to take them down. Yes. Okay.
0: They're getting because the, they're giving us extra odds. They're getting cocky. While the, while the we'll spoke out. to
1: the boys over there, they're getting a bit cocky. Yeah. yeah. No, a bit, right. About time you take us down. Yeah. Okay. Oh, still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we hit the first two. Right, oh, we're yeah. coming for you, motherfuckers. Blue bet, back chat bets. Right. I know you all been waiting for this, and I have to Fines. It's become my new favorite segment, which is saying something because social media is still a big part of this show, and it's you know it's the greatest podcasting segment of all time. But fines. You send it, we read it's also up there. Fines. But fines, yes. If you want to send through a fine, go to the website. There's a form. You can find anyone. You can find yourself. Mm. You can find Dan or I, Charlie. We we cop a lot
0: of the fines.
2: That's fine.
1: Find your mates. That's fine. I feel fine about that. (laughs) But I've seen people finding their mates in here, and we are keeping tracking of it, are we, Charlie? You're writing these down, mate?
2: Absolutely Yeah They're <laughs> all going into the money jar We
1: need uh, We need to put a big jar back here And we need to be actually filling this up Not sure we, Do you carry coins? You seem like the sort of no, guy No 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 Sure? No Charlie carry coins? Nah Cap? <sighs> okay. A couple a couple. Just okay. Do, it's, okay. It's, okay it's okay. It's okay, Charlie. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get into it. Here's fines brought to you by absolutely nobody. That this is from Dino Meadows. Now, this is going to kick things off. This is the sort of attitude I'd like people to have. And okay. Let's go. Look, it's a, it's directed at me, but I'll take it. Good. That's, that's what you're going to be able to do. Explain why the fine was in order $5. Oh, okay. For your consistent shit pronunciation of the word hello. It's hello, not hello. Get a grip, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've never, I've never thought of it. Get a grip, mate. Yeah, oh, that's a little, a, grip. a little to that. So, so I say, hello, hello. and not hello. hello. Yeah. My apologies, Dane. I really do apologise, mate. I'll chuck five in the, um, five in five the box. Is a
0: big, is big. But
1: get a grip, mate. There we go. Uh, this is from Drew Smith. Who gets it, Ryan Smith? Hopefully, these are brothers. Very good, Drewy, for winning a prize on Backchat in January for a question for Greg Hire, but being too soft to give Will and Dan a nudge to pay up. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are we talking about here?
2: I don't know. What was? The prize? I remember this one. This was a prize for the best social question. I think at Greg put him up Gre- himself. That's exactly yeah.
1: right. He said some sort of signed jumper. We- I
2: think it was signed Guernsey. Yes, yeah, that's like huge. That. Yeah. All right, we-
0: Ryan. Yeah, you. You know what? Is is, is his fine not getting the prize?
1: So Ryan got the prize. He's <laughs> never hit us up about it. <laughs> All right, promise Ryan. We will follow that up. While we're at it, this is still from Drew. A fine for Will and Dan for not paying up. Do I dare ask if there are others? I hope I don't not. Think, I, don't I really think. hope not. I mean, let us know. Find us if you like, if you think there's more. Um, this is from Gary Louie. For Brendan Esmond. I love the fact that people are just finding the fuck out of people. Take this, Brendan. Okay. Brendan and I are among many people who have moved from around Australia to live in beautiful, sunny Queensland. Queensland listeners. Okay. Okay, boys. One day at work, I was talking to Easy about footy and he tells me that he's from Perth and that he used to play waffle. My eyes lit up and I invited him down to my footy club for a kick so his talents could help us out. As it turns out, not only did Easy not play waffle, he never bloody played footy in his life. Easy left me embarrassed with stern words from the coach, never to bring a friend <laughs> down to the club ever again. Jesus Christ, Easy. You can have a $5 for that, mate. That's just piss poor form, but I also like it. Yeah, love this it. That's very good. Philip White. Hello, Philip. Uh, he's fine himself. Well done, Phil. $2 fine. I, yeah, I wrote literally when I should have written figuratively. $2 for bad English. Good. Fair, Philip. Philip comes in again for Amy Tomo. One, for driving such a cheap car that a minor fender bender wrote it off. (laughs) Two dollars. I literally feathered the car. Ah, the feather. The old Clayton Oliver feather.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, And two.
1: Yeah, I did pay my excess on time. Do you know what he's talking about? $2 slander, no.
0: So last week, we got a fine for Philip White-Tiling because apparently, well, allegedly, (laughs) he wrote off someone's car. Is
1: this this like girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, (laughs) husband, wife? I hope it is.
0: Maybe. So they they said that he rammed into their car and (laughs) wrote it off and then he never paid his excess and we fined him for it. So now he's come back.
1: $2 for slander. I did pay my excess. Oh. I like all of that. See, Very now good. this is
0: where we get them both on the phone. Or Br- they fight it out. Bryce Angle.
1: There we go. Um, My man, Brycey. How are you? Who gets to fine? <laughs> Dan? Even better. <laughs> Having a head like a Nintendo Wii mini character. <laughs> me two, character. Two two bucks. Oh, sorry. Me character. Who gives this shit? $2 for you. Um, and Brycey again. For me, leaving me on red while we're in Perth. $2. That's rough, mate. Oh. Uh, turn your
0: read notifications off please
1: i I absolutely do not have them on so that's a lie absolutely not. i wouldn't i wouldn't do it i mean you'd know i wouldn't be replying to you when (laughs) uh, from bo poley this is for roadsy love the random finds again this one i'll decide how much this is for at the end of it as you know a lot of the country footy clubs chase a retired afl player for a marquee game you know you've seen him. You got mm-hmm. the Lance Whitnells running around. You got Favola. Yep. You got and you Dale got Thomas. A Dale Thomas looks like he's about to have an asthma attack out there. It's <laughs> bad work. Well, we had Dane Swan head down for a game a couple of years ago. One of the senior boys who was off work on compo still decided to bravely uh, to bravely put the hand up to play with a legend. Downside to his decision, his boss is a mad Collingwood fan who attended the game, saw him running around the field, (laughs) never got a fine, so how much do you lads think that's worth? Big fan of the podcast. Oh, you can can, go on, go on. I... I, Oh, it's almost a credit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a credit. It's absolutely <laughs> a credit. Credits. Absolutely a credit for not giving a shit if the coach, oh, the <laughs> boss is going to be down there. Very good. Uh, this is from Dale. Look, controversial Dale, but I'll take it. $2 fine for wearing a shirt promoting back chat on Fox footy, but not setting up the camera to read it. Now, Dale, just a little one. Nah, I'm not allowed to rebut.
0: Yeah, no. Take the fine.
1: Do you think that I clip the camera work up? Or do you think that's at the Fox footy? Take the fine. God damn it. No $2. responding. <sighs> Isaac Neritalis. This is for Casey Vanderslurries.
0: (laughs) These people
1: sound made up. I don't know. I feel like most of the time, and I don't know if I'm reading them well enough. But anyway, $2 fine to Casey. He doesn't (laughs) listen to the pod because he thinks it's crap. (laughs) Probably probably (laughs) not going to get through to him. No. But you you can cop a $10 for that, Casey.
0: You know what? This might be a way to get a listener. Send him the episode.
1: Very good. And he can send us the 10 bucks. Yep. Bevan Howell, uh, who gets a fine Will and Dan. Okay, Bevan. Didn't ask Josh Kennedy the most important question straight up. His best sporting achievement, not on the footy field.
0: Mm, I'm not copying that. Uh, I know we're not allowed to, re- but you jumped in heavy and i trained, I was trying to reel us in a little bit. And oh, you, oh you'll,
1: question. Oh you'll cop it. You'll cop <laughs> <It's> it. $5 <laughs> to you. $2 to me. Cause oh. I just cop it. Sweet. Mark, Mark Evans, whoever edits the podcast. Yeah. Right. Who's, is this you, Dan? Let's read it out. $5 fine to the editor for uploading episode 51 unfinished to patrons. Mm-hmm. Additional $5, considering the app was recorded over a week ago. $5 each to Will and Dan for letting this happen.
0: Yep. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Well, little did you know. Yeah, um, uh, no, uh, it's good. You just got to take it, mate. It's a, it's a place for people to air their grievances. Yes. And I will say, though, if you do yeah. want to listen to sometimes a, a dodgy version of the episode, jump onto Patreon. No. Sign up. No. I'm joking.
1: It comes out early on Patreon.
0: Uh, someone someone that we're going to hook up with a bit of a something-something yeah. notified us and we fixed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a little error when we uploaded. It goes up early on Patreon. One of our patrons hit us up. Let us know. and We fixed it. Yep. Thank, thank you very much. Whoever that
0: was, I can't remember do you yeah, remember his I can't name? Remember name.
1: No. He's no, a legend. You, you know who you are. My yep. oh, man. Alright, you send it, we read it. Couple <clears> of these to get through. Absolutely beautiful segment. You send it. We read it. There you go. <clears throat> Let's see how you go, mate. Just so you know, I just went through fines and I had maybe one error. Ten, maybe. Ten errors, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Jack Gabriellini. Jack Gabriellini. Is that better? Garbellini. Continue.
0: How's it? <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Will and Dan? Apologies for the severe lack of underscores in my email. I'd like to Accepted. get Will's thoughts on how we could possibly fit a state of origin series in the footy calendar. Would it be possible with the grind of a regular season? And if so, could you name Western Australia's best 22? Ooh. Cheers. Uh,
1: all right, so- Yes, um, love the body. Um, yes, thank you very much, my man, Jack. Have another preparation for this, so I don't have the West Australian best 22.
0: Who would captain it? Ooh. You probably-
1: I mean, there's some good players around I Nor. Love, I love the Astronaut, um, but he wouldn't captain it, but he'd be, he'd be in there, Aaron Norton. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, look, there'd be some West Coast and Frio players in there, clearly. I mean, I mean we know that Josh, Lance Kennedy, Franklin. Josh Kennedy would not be in there. He's a Victorian. No. Yuck. Just because you play for Western Australian team doesn't mean you're Western Australian. Look, there's some very good Western Australian guys running around. State of origin, well, just happens to be that the guests coming up on today's show, yes. played in the last ever state of origin in the AFL. So we might have to ask the same
0: Very question. true, he
1: did. Yep. So um, I think they could fit it in during the bye. We see what they do in rugby. That is like a beast to its own. Like, But they they will forego club commitments to make sure they get yes. up the state of origin and they've got this whole culture around it. And that's happened over like 30, 40 years. Mm. It doesn't happen in the AFL. The problems would come around availability, injuries. Like every time they've done it, that's what stopped it. The last one was for a bushfire appeal game, and so yeah, everyone sure. made themselves available. But if you just did it in the middle of the season, maybe maybe it's like the NFL and you do it in the pre-finals buy. Yeah, right. And, and, and team, It excludes and, the grand final team members. Or maybe we just reschedule the whole fixture, take the pre-finals buy out, yep. put, put a, a buy after the prelim just for the grand finalists, and that's yep. where you do it. And that's like a festival of footy. And the two grand final teams are out and you you have everyone else playing in it. That's what they do in the NFL, the all-star, yep. all-star games the but week if, before the grand final. But if you, you do it final. the
0: week before grand final, then uh, if you ask players, would you rather play in the State of Origin or the, or the grand final, people will I'll like, oh, forego the State of Origin, I'll play the grand final. Oh, yeah, no, no People yep. who are playing
1: in the grand final won't play in the State of Origin. Yeah, of
0: course, yeah, yeah.
1: No, they, they will not be up for a selection. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Or not exactly, like they just pick a team with not those two teams. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: of course Yep. All
1: right, Andrew. Sometimes you just look at me with these eyes that <laughs> I just feel like you're not on the same page as me. No, no, you're, you're doing just it now. It in. <laughs> Andrew Vidalins, that's right. He, se- he he sends it and he will read it, baby, and he will come <laughs> and say good day at the pool. Saw Andrew today. Yeah, great. He just came up, sent, sent emails in. Andrew Vidalins knew exactly who it was. What a beautiful the, stuff. The
0: um, Beatty Park,
1: great place to just <laughs> bit of a celeb hangout, catch up with. Yeah, the back chat cast celebs hang down there.
0: Hi, Dan and Scoey. Does the Sir Doug Nichols round, rounds 10 and 11, lose a bit of its luster by not having any games played in Alice Springs and Cairns? Has the AFL scheduling missed an opportunity promoting Indigenous heritage and culture by not fixturing the Collingwood-Carlton match at one of those venues? Kind regards, Andrew Vertolans.
1: I reckon it's fiddle Um Yeah, I think he's making a good point. I think uh, Sir Doug Nichols round, Indigenous round? Yeah. I'm um, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Like-
0: as the Guernseys start to be revealed, correct. A couple of good ones. I've seen. I don't think.
1: You can, unfortunately, Andrew, I don't think you can put Collingwood Carlton out there. It's just it's it's too much of a big money earner to put a, a game that's going to get eighty, maybe to a hundred thousand people mm. at the G, at Alice Springs that may get ten thousand people,
0: unless the government like put up the money to.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. Which I don't think would happen, but you can certainly get other games out there. They de- totally. definitely, they definitely should be doing that. It's a good point, Andrew. Well raised, very good. Daniel Jones McGovern robbed by ump's.
0: I thought it was Daniel Jones for a second. I thought it's the silver chair, <laughs> silver chair lead in the straight line. <laughs> McGovern uh, McGovern <laughs> robbed by umps. Uh Boys What's your take On the McGovern Holding the ball incident Against the Demons Which cost West Coast Eagles A goal And Petrarca knew He got lucky And served Govs with a shh As he ran back To the middle Should the ump's Be more accountable For house decisions Like this one Can you discuss On the podcast Cheers Dan Did he give a shh Did he Did you see this Charlie I didn't see the shh
2: there was, there was a bit of that
0: Yeah What a bit of a Like a Bit of a yeah sh- Oh I don't like that
2: yeah, yeah. Don't like
1: that at all Petrarca <laughs> Christian, I don't like Patricia. that at all. Yeah, that, that. so yeah, I do okay. know the incident though. Basically, Just, Gov, yeah, quickly give it a. Yep. Gov takes the mark. If you didn't say it, Govin takes the mark. He gets back off his mark. He doesn't play on. Um, Petrarca's in the area when he marks it, but he's sort of he's not leaving.
0: And he's not the man on the
1: mark. He's not. Is he? No, he's not the man on the mark. He is leaving, but then Gov turns, doesn't move off his mark. Petrarca takes a step towards him to block and smother. No fifty. Adversely gets called to play on. Yes, gets tackled, throws the ball out of bounds, deliberate out of bounds. Petraka gets it, kicks the goal, snaps it, and apparently shushes
0: him. And on top of that, McGovern arms up like he was. You know, it so was anything. There should have been one or two 50 meter penalties yeah, paid.
1: He was then dissentful to the. Decision. Yeah,
0: of course. It was yeah.
1: umpire. It was umpire recognition round. This, this round. <laughs> <laughs> we just had Demar gets on the show. That is
0: that for me was the definition of going at an umpire, but it was completely warranted. But, uh, Horrible
1: decision. How do you find the balance between when such an awful decision is made, and you you just you know completely nullifying any emotion showed by players? I I just I don't think it can be done. Like if you're a fan, I understand a lot of people say, "Well, why don't you just you know it's your job, just take it on the chin." Yep. But there's a lot riding on it for these guys, and it's and it's in an environment that you need to be able to make decisions very quickly. Now that's the same for umpires, right? That's why mistakes are made. But it was a big mistake. Huge. Like if, if McGovern's running into an open goal one metre out from goal and he kicks it across the face out of bounds on the full, that's the same sort of error. Like it's, it was impossible yes. to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missed it. And if Gov did that, it would be all over the papers talking about, look at this absolute idiot. It's running into an open goal, misses the goal. Well, same can be said for that umpire.
0: I've said this before and a lot of people got on board with it. This is where you need the big red button. The coaches challenge. Adam Simpson would have gone whack. The whole Optus Stadium would have been red lights flashing like crazy. Who, Maybe the, there's flames going who, up in the air. Who's
1: the host of uh, 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 the, with the briefcases? Andrew O'Keefe? Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I just feel like Andrew O'Keefe like comes I think down he's in jail. on jail. Yeah, but like <laughs> they get him out of jail, put him on a zip line, like, and he's like wearing a suit. He's like zips in the red button, and here's yeah. the replay.
0: So much theater. I love it.
1: Nathan. And I'll say this clearly, Dunt with yeah. a D, not the letter before that. All right. So am I reading this or are you? Uh, oh, I'm reading this. I've oh, <laughs> all about, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm absolutely reading this. Now, listen okay. up. I know this is a it, we read it, and Dan usually reads these, but I'm reading this Which one. I've
0: done perfectly, might I add. Yeah,
1: you actually have. Congratulations. There have been 52 episodes before you've done that. <laughs> G'day, fellas. Had a bit of an interest. I uh, had a bit of an interest. There you go. The first error. Had a bit of an interest in your podcast and probably listened to every second or third one. Well, wow, sounds like you're really getting into it, Nathan. Thank you. However, I am inundated with your content on TikTok. So well done on that front.
0: Thank you. Fact chat double underscore.
1: Well done. This is also the only reason why I have any idea what Dan Const looks like. So it came as a great shock to me when I was entering one of Highgate's finest bakeries cafes. And saw Dan Const himself live in the flesh. <laughs> this was a mildly inter- uh, a mildly interesting um, occasion at most. Um, you could say interaction. Something I'd probably never think about after the moment until I saw Dan trip on the way out, holding his f- holding his footing, but absolutely pelting the coffee and pie that he had in his hands all over the street and letting out a loud but surprisingly high-pitched shriek with the result looking reminiscent of a crime scene. (laughs) He must have been staring at the pavement for five to ten seconds before gingerly returning to buy another coffee and pie. He didn't even have the humility to refuse the offer from the owner to go uncharged for the second order, which I'm sure this nice lady was offering just to be polite and move the middle-aged pie dropper away from her establishment. It seems Dan believes others should have to pay for his mistakes in life as a 30-something-year-old man. Disgraceful. When he received another pie and coffee, he scurried out of the bakery like a guilty Labrador. Not sure he even said thanks or sorry. Will Dan... Okay, so there's a question at the end. This is too good. This is well written. Will Dan go back to the bakery and pay the $9.50 he owes the poor establishment? Over to you, Daniel.
0: There's a lot of flaws in this email.
1: You tripped over one. Okay.
0: Here's the thing. All right, so this email, the only thing that got me intrigued by this email was, one, the subject, which pops up on my phone, and it was Dan Const exposed, and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, God, what have I done? Oh, okay. no, they've found it. They've, they've, they've found discovered it. it. Yeah. Then he mentions me going to a cafe and getting coffee, which is quite normal, and also yes. going to a cafe in Highgate because I live near there. Yes. So here's what I think has happened, Nathan. I has this
1: story happened? Did this happen?
0: 100% not
1: true. I don't believe you.
0: So I think Nathan has spotted me at a cafe in Highgate right. and thought, how can I get creative and write a story with some slander and libel for myself? Right. Because the cafes that I've gone to in Highgate, I'm usually with my kids. There's no mention of me with my kids.
1: No, you're too busy holding your pie and your, your sausage roll and I your bloody don't,
0: coffee. The ca- I also don't buy a pie. I'm not a pie eater. Okay, I'm a sausage roll man every time. Okay. Okay. I also. <laughs> okay. I also wouldn't have um, gone in and made them pay for me to get a fresh one. Okay. If if I and I do you know what I probably wouldn't have even gone back in. I would have been like, oh well, wasn't meant to be. I'll go home. So there are parts of this story that have very good things in there to make you sound to make it sound like it's very true. I can guarantee 100% that never, ever happened unless this happened five years ago and I can't remember it, but it sounds like it's a recent thing and it definitely did not
2: happen.
1: Charlie, I'm going to give you the last verdict on this, mate. Did it happen or not? Because I just think it's full of shit.
2: It sounds true to me. (laughs) It's just who's admitting to this? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's unreal stuff, Nathan. That's just beautiful stuff. And um, look, mate, you can just you know, make your own coffee. You've got Margaret River roasting here. You can just oh, make. i will make one after this. Very good, Nathan. Very, very good stuff. Uh, that's it. You send it. We read it. All done and dusted. We're getting ready for our next big guest, Bradley Shepherd. Coming up now. All right, introductions aren't really a thing we do here on Back Chat, so we just get straight into it. We are joined by the great man himself, Brad Shepard. Um, he's played over 200 games of AFL footy. Not not many goals, I will say that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, all Australian, um, best clubman at West Coast, uh, player of a final series. He's done a lot on the AFL field, and he joins us now on Back Chat. G'day, Shepo. Thanks for having me. How are you, mate? Going well.
3: Just recovered from a week in ISO through the COVID. Oh, but, boy. Um, Great to be here. My first commitment out of out of the isolation. So no better way to do so.
1: Now we do thank you for coming in. So we do we do one question off the top that we've left out of the rundown again, Dan, but I have remembered it what was we did. I saw it. I missed it. It's the first question we ask every guest, right? We know you've done a lot of things on the footy field. I just touched on a few and we'll touch on some more going forward. But we do like to ask our guests. Footy's great, but What's the greatest sporting achievement you've ever had or ever done, or greatest sporting feat not on the football field? I know you're a master of many talents. I know. Yes. I know you taught yourself <laughs> up as a cricketer. I mean, think it's a long list. Golf, <laughs> like he, he, okay. he's a good golfer. I actually, yes, you, yes Straight yes. I'll, to it. I've got one straight I'll, away. So yeah. give people a bit of time to think about it, but
3: yeah, I have got one straight away. It's come to mind. So you know, I won't put cricket in there as well because there, there's a Thank couple you. of cricketers. I'll, I'll, cricket memories and stories there, yes. but. There's probably one at the age of thirteen years of age Perfect. playing in a golf tournament, um, the male and female at Collier Park, and my cousin Mitch he was playing in it as well, and um, there's only about I can ten kids in this whole golf tournament. Was it a um, kids
1: tournament or was it an open tournament?
3: Yeah, it was open up up to the age of thirteen. I can most people there were the age of thirteen. That's anyway, like twenty five year
0: old just being
3: <laughs> Anyway, yeah, twenty five year olds Um, anyway. So throughout the throughout the course of the day, having a stink around, had had a good last two holes, which somehow come come out of the clouds and and won this tournament. Yes. And to receive the award, you had to get up on stage and in front of all the all the kids, all the families, the parents there, and receive which I got a putter at that time. And um, as I got off on stage, the bloke who was presenting me with the award said, I'd "Like to thank everyone to come out to to support and watch watch all the." kids and yes. participants today and he handed over me the microphone but I thought he said say what I said so I grabbed I grabbed the the golf putter and I said oh first of all I'd just like to thank everyone for coming out and watching me today it means a lot <laughs> as 13 <laughs> and then walked off the straight walked off the stage didn't say anything else and everyone was like shocked laughing is, it, is he joking or is this real <laughs> so that's the story
1: there
0: you go and yeah. I've still
1: got that putter so what does that make you the under 13 Collier Open champion yes I think so I Thank really you. love how chefs attacked, off the top. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some people, that, well, I can see in their eyes, they don't know where to go with it. They're like, yeah, oh, I don't know what I should like. I was I was a footy player. That's my yep. entire personality. I don't the thing that shocked me most is the
3: putter was worth $30 <laughs> and the second prize was a $60 golf box voucher.
1: So, <laughs> so like, I don't
3: know if winning was a great thing.
0: Uh, I think I'm really most good. impressed that there was like a bunch of family members to watch 13-year-olds play golf. <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> my mum was a caddy, actually.
0: <laughs> Ray Lane.
3: Yeah, was a caddy. Really? Yep, so um, she was there for support. Okay, very good. She's been <laughs> I probably should have a, thanked her straight away. She's <laughs> been
1: there from a very early age, Raylene, supporting <laughs> you, so that's good. So you mentioned your cousin Mitch, so for those who have been hiding under a hole, your cousins Mitch and Sean Marsh, Australian cricketers, was cricket ever an option for Bradley Shepherd? I'd like to think so. You played state state uh, under-17s for Western Australia? Yes, I
3: played state 17s and uh, was in the state 19 squad um, as a 16-year-old but chose to uh, play football or do a pre-season at Eastern but yeah f- cricket was always a passion of mine it was always obviously in the family and it's probably played as a, as a junior more cricket than football and I always thought if I was ever going to play a professional sport cricket was always going to be the way um, but so be it you know I went down the footy path probably at a, that age a lot better in footy than I was at cricket albeit you sort of the cricketers you don't know you don't really develop till your mid-twenties I feel so yeah. it's sort of a bit of the unknown but yeah, who knows? mate, could have been could have been for the WA. We've well, been good playing for WA this year with well, the success. Let's just
1: think about that. So, so you grew up around Mitch and Sean, right? So you you play backyard cricket. I'm assuming. Yep. Oh, could, could, would you oh, say okay. you can match it with them or? Yeah, well, I used to have the mental edge over Mitch.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was my bunny. I, I was a bowling all rounder. So uh, when we used to play against Sean, Sean was a batter, and we used to bowl to him. Uh, days on end, and if he ever got out, which he never did, he would just walk off and storm off. So we we're just happy to be because he's eight years uh, older than what Mitch and I are. So, You're the same age, You're yeah, and Mitch. Mitch and I are the same age. So, we would bowl to Sean. And then, when I was Mitch and myself, yeah, he'd be highly competitive out in the tennis court. And they had a, a, actually a bowling machine cricket net at their property in Jandicott. So, you can imagine you know, young good. kids coming in. We used to always get the, the bowling machine on about 140, 145 clicks <laughs> with a tennis ball. So it would come out rapid, hit the pitch, and then
1: slow up so much that you'd just
0: bamboozle <laughs> you. moving everywhere <laughs> as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Would have been like facing Dan Constant under 12. Um, yeah. What did you play? Oh, and uh, C- C- C-
0: Ch- Hill Cricket Club. Yes. You gotta, yeah, there you go, Chewett Hill Lions. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've got to bring it up, I mean, there is uh, my, my trophy there from bowling five wickets for 12. Um, no, five for 16 in, oh, a, 16 grand, in a grand, grand final. final. And wow. that's the bowl. Yeah, they saved oh, the ball, made a trophy down, out of congratulations. it. And they lost. Five for yeah, 16, and they lost. Yeah, I think <laughs> I just cleaned up the tail. But um, doesn't matter. Did what I <laughs> did
1: what I had to do. Uh, do, you, do you ever think about uh, – I know you played footy and you would have earned good money, but, but cricketers, with the IPL coming in, started to earn some pretty decent money. You know, your cousins are a, a, couple, a part of that. Do you ever think about what it would have been like if you had gone down the cricket path? Um, Probably more like, so. All, jo- all jokes aside, Yeah, right? uh, probably more so now. I think any kid
3: coming through the system – you're probably erring on the side of if you've got the talent to potentially play professional cricket, you probably go that avenue because there's so many different leagues throughout the world. When I had to make that decision, there was no IPL, there's no 2020 cricket. It was just... You play for WA, in your, if you're good enough to be in the, the f- best 15 cricketers in Australia, yeah. to play for Australia, yeah, the incentive's there. But to get to that stage, it was, it was quite hard, as yeah. opposed to footy as 18-year-olds, you can pretty much make an impact, make a living then and there. So, yeah, um, yeah it would probably. I can't say it'd be a different decision, but it'd probably have, I'd have more thought into it because I knew that if I went down the cricketing path – I wasn't going to make it as an 18, 19-year-old. It's probably more long-term
1: prospect.
0: Mm. Not everyone has a bowling machine in their back Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's elite. No wonder I didn't make it. I didn't (laughs)
1: have the gear. Uh, There was a couple of other reasons you didn't make it. Right, so um, a big topic at the moment at West Coast is the lack of of talent that is coming through the club. I I think it is anyway. Lack of top 10 draft picks, uh, lack of junior talent. Um, There seems to be a void of that. But you were one of a top 10 eight back in the day, number pocket, seven. Yes, number back seven Back pocket. So you say you drafted as a back pocket. But uh, you start your career as a forward, mate. Yeah, I think I think a midfielder initially.
3: I think they thought they're picking up Chris Judd or trying trying to pick up Chris <laughs> Judd, but how far from the truth that was.
1: Well, so okay, so you get drafted top ten, so high end talent. And I look back to that time. What? what you you two thousand nine, you get drafted. Yep. So two thousand ten, we win the wooden spoon. So thanks for bringing that along. I um, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> but but. I do look at that time, right? And so people are comparing it, I think, a bit. West Coast are going to go close to being one of the worst sides in the competition this year. But you look at that period and, and you have a Brad Shepard added to the list. You have Andrew Gaff, Jack Darling, Nick Nananui, Luke Shuey, Shannon Hearn, Josh Kennedy, Will Schofield. Uh, you have uh, you know Eric McKenzie. You've got a big list of high-end talent that I think maybe back at the time you could see the high-end talent, which is lacking now. But coming in as a top-10 draft pick, um, is there any pressure? Do you, you know, you do start getting played as a forward sort of consistently at that period of time. What's the mindset when you come into the club? Yeah, well, I, I actually debuted round seven in my
3: first year, which is, um, you know, it's pretty early on for a, a draftee. And yeah. I probably would have never been in that position if the club wasn't where it was at that time. You know, it was lost a few... Games early and I think with the injury list we had at that time, uh, there was a lot of pressure externally to play the kids and luckily enough I was one of those kids coming through. So uh, I think my first game, it was against Hawthorne at home and my first uh, first uh, bit of play on the ground was in the centre bounce. So I started, my first ever um, taste at AFL level was in the centre bounce. Did ya? Yeah. So that's, you remember um, who was in there with you? Uh, who was it? I Scott Selwood would have been there. Yeah. Uh, Luke Shui Nick, Nat, and I can myself. I don't right. know how. I, I think I started on the bench, so <laughs> someone would have come off for me to come on. But um, go to yeah, I was. I, I was. I, I was trying to call the shots in my first game. <laughs> but in, in the in the build up to that, I was playing for East and I was played uh, in in the midfield itself, and then resting at um, half-back, So I was sort of rotating between the two. But um, yeah, that sort of that pressure to play as a tight high, high drafty and uh, to perform early in your career. Um, I, I definitely felt that, and I think externally, people expect you to come in and, and make all the difference. And you sort of, well, I, I know for me, it took a lot longer than expected. But speaking to everyone around me, they drafted on potential. It wasn't about the then and the, then and now. Mm. Uh, you look at my body shape. You know, you might laugh. It probably didn't change too much in the course <laughs> of my career. I was still still skinny <laughs> at the end, but just I, I wasn't I wasn't mature enough. My body w- didn't really quite handle afl football um oh, obviously as well the confidence you need to play at the afl level if you're not playing uh, your best every week and as a junior and, and at waffle level you know you build up that barrier of confidence because you you know you've done the work you know you're, you're starring every week and then you go to a level that you've never been to before and you just think it's going to roll on you're going to star every week but when it doesn't just coping with that uh feeling that how, how do you where do you go to next because you always been at the top when you're you're on the list, I know as an early draft pick, you're probably number forty six on the list when you first come into a footy club and accepting where you're at. It took me definitely a couple of years to figure that out. And I think that's probably the biggest biggest uh potential obstacle for people coming into the system. Just being real with where you're at at that time. You might take you two or three years, it might take you four years even, but being being honest with yourself and trust the people around you of their opinions as well because if you if you have too much expectation on yourself it just builds pressure and the more pressure keeps building 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 you, you're not actually growing as a, as a player so i think the best thing i can say to a younger self is just just um listen to a lot more people around you at that time i was more oh, this is my way so i'm going to do it just listen to people there and, and just embrace the journey because it's going to have so many ups and downs and for the first part of my career it had a lot of that
0: yeah, I mean, just I was just gonna, yeah, one thing about your first game that's that stood out, um you were not part you didn't get suspended, but you copped a tackle that someone I think someone copped two weeks for. Chance him. Bateman.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Rag dolls.
3: <Yeah, laughs> yeah, he, he, right. cli- he clipped me. He clipped me with his elbow. Yeah. So was yeah. that
0: like, oh shit, like this is your first game and you're just already getting into it?
3: Like, uh so no yes, yes. I think just I think that well that definitely I no, got clicked on the chin. I was like,
1: who was that? Oh, no, Chance Bateman, just stand back. Uh, damn, damn, one not? So, Chance Bateman later returned to West Coast Eagles as a coach. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you speak, yes, to, you yes, speak to him Ch- about it?
3: Changer, yep, yep. I, uh, I spoke to him a couple of times. He doesn't rem- remember too much, so that's, <laughs> he obviously thought highly of himself as a player. <laughs> he was like, who is this bloke? But um, he, he got me good and, and he deserved his whack two weeks. He should have got four. Dirty player, Changer.
1: So. Um, Kind of just hearing you speak about your mindset, I think I think you've always. Sometimes it can be negative, you know, not my way or the highway, but you've been you've been strong willed throughout your career. Um, and I think mostly positive. Like, so you've spoken about, I guess, the negative of growing as a young player, but when you start to establish yourself as you did, um, that strong will probably was your success, the reason why you're able to drive yourself to, you know, be as fit as you are and, and get yourself to contest. But I, I remember, as you're speaking about, this is early days, right, Dan? 2000. I could have been 2010, 2011. I used to be able to kick out. They used to let me kick out, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they used to give Scully That's the a few ball. Used to give Scully the ball and. Um, let me kick out and we're playing the Dockers in a Derby and um wasn't going too well. And uh we're Frio peppering the scoreboard and they kick a point, Scoy gets the ball, <laughs> kicks it straight down, Frio Dockers. It to be might have been Michael Johnson, it could have been Hayden Valentine for all no, kicked it straight to a fremantle player. Anyway, he plays on, snaps, misses. Like, whew, thank God. <laughs> get I get the ball out of the bag again, right? All right, here we go again. I go okay. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and go for one again. Bang! Free metal docker straight down his chest again. <laughs> so as he's going for the, he's going back for a set shot this time. And Shep, a very young Brad Shepard, first or second year, um, playing in the midfield probably, has come down to me, who <laughs> I'm fourth fifth player, and just said, "Mate, I'll be kicking out next time." So he goes, he goes back, kicks her behind. And Shep goes to get the ball, and I, it was a moment I always remember because I was like, Shep went and got the ball, and I was like, Give me the fucking ball! Like, <laughs> oh, I'm an older player here. Who the fuck are you? Get out of it! And to Shep's credit, he 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 let me kick out again. Um, I went played on, kicked long down the line, Fremantle bang smacked it down for over handball <laughs> around, kicked it straight over my head for a goal. And I remember Shep just running back to the center of the bounce, just looking at me. No, no, said nothing. <laughs> oh, just good. like nothing, nothing above oh. it. Do you remember that? Uh, do you remember?
3: No, nah, too many concussions, Scully. <laughs> no, nah, I, 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 I do remember that moment. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, yeah, so I always thought, oh, you know, larger in life as, as a youngster, you've got no worries in the world. So Scully, mate, just, just chugs the foot of you I'll take it from you. Mind you, I probably wouldn't have done much better. Oh, I boy, actually man. never got the licence to kick in, even after my 12, 12 years, never kicked in. You can see the guys kicking out. It's, it's, it's Hearn, Witherden, Gov always put his hand up to kick in. It was those three. And they were the only three yeah, players. You know that, what um, Shep
1: was doing? Shep was trying to get the first little nice little mark. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. Used to lead the league in marks, Brad. Until Sheppard, that was, until that was <laughs> kicking out, you know, you just play out of the square. You don't you don't have to yeah, kick yeah. it to yourself. You just run out and even kick that short one.
1: And you're interested.
3: I was uh, very very. <laughs> yeah, it's <interested>. probably <laughs> a good time to touch
1: on. So you play 216 games in your career, cut short. You have to retire concussion, but we will touch on that later. 216 games, just the 19 goals, Shep. Yep, uh, played played quite a bit of time as a forward. And you just oh, you just scraped only, only a couple of games. Just scraped out <laughs> scraped out nineteen goals. Yeah. That's not a lot of goals, mate. At yes, all. Yes. Uh well, when I was playing forward, I
3: was I played with a pretty formidable forward line. There was Mark lacra at his prime, uh Josh Kennedy there. Coxie was spending a lot of time forward. Quinton Lynch would have been hanging out. Lynchy there. Stage.
1: So doing? I don't
3: think Brad Shepard as a target going inside four fifty <laughs> was high priority for. Yeah, I mean, the, the halfback is streaming, so yourself streaming out of the backline. You would have been a you
1: would have been a crumbing type high high. I was I was, a, I was
3: a fat side half forward that, that used to patrol the fat side of the ground, and my my role was just defend and cover off defensively. You know, don't even think, think about getting the footy. Don't even look at the footy. <laughs> Just try and cover space. So I used to, <laughs> I used to get judged on kilometres run a game and the <laughs> running patterns as opposed, to, as opposed to getting the footy. And I used to knock off some huge kilometres and get about six, seven touches and as a pat on the back. Well, well played today. <laughs> Great job, Sheppy. Great do you, job.
0: Do you remember the last goal you kicked?
3: Uh, yes. It would have been late in the year. Uh, yeah. 2020, I reckon. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh-huh. Do you remember which round? I know it. I'm just testing you. Sheffield, no. Hawthorne? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows. yeah. He's trying to pretend like he's thinking about yeah, it. He like... knew straight the bat. Yeah, round 12 <laughs> against the Hawks.
1: And then I think there's one round
3: eleven as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask you. You hadn't, kicked, you hadn't kicked a goal since 2017. You, you kicked
1: 19 goals in your career. So there's two yeah. right so there. So 2017
0: yes. was the last time you kicked the goal. Then in 2020, you go two in two rounds. Yep. What was...
1: Well, I think
3: what? as as my role in the side grew, you know, I was probably playing a lot, a lot deeper than... Initially I was in the first part of my career and I I'll have those matchups and generally speaking that they play pretty close to the goal. That day, the first one I kicked was against Eddie Betts in two thousand twenty. He was um <laughs> he was playing pretty he was playing <laughs> yeah. pretty deep and he wasn't getting to, wasn't getting a touch that day and he kept creeping up, creeping up and I just knew that, you know, if I if I get hold of him long enough, he's gonna end up going to sort of out at four fifty. So I just like just do your hard work now and you'll you you know, will saying you get your liquor at the ice cream. Just just keep keep doing what you're doing. Yes. And uh Funnily enough, he went inside our Ford 50 and got a quick kick out, and um, there I was. I, 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 got, I, I, had, to, I had to wrestle on, three man. blokes, but I, <laughs> I, I, the, the, I, I, was, I can't believe it wasn't goal of the year, to be honest with you. <laughs> I had three blokes hanging off me, and I was a snap from 45. Do you want to talk us through the other 18, mate? <laughs> 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 as, as a backman, you, you, you always remember every goal. Yeah, I just yeah.
0: remember, because the, the, well, not the remember, I watched the video today, round 11, that goal um, against Carlton, Everyone got around you like it was your first goal ever. Like it was, there was absolute scenes after you kicked that goal, so it was a big deal. But I, <laughs> I didn't see any video of the round 12 one. I don't know if it wasn't that spectacular, but um, we no, spent it was a just, long, it was
3: long, long time waiting uh, 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 um, drinks, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it's the stock standard. Uh, yep. goal tackle. <laughs> no,
0: exactly uh, about <laughs> yeah, every
3: goal. How, so, so I the one thing I did know because it, it was getting played throughout the media for a couple of weeks that my odds came in for the Coleman. After that second goal, no (laughs) odds came. You entered the actual round
0: round twelve,
1: the the Coleman. After two goals, they thought you were sneaking up the ground from full back. I think you were two
0: hundred and thirty second in the in the Coleman. He jumped
2: one hundred and thirty two spots in the Coleman. There
1: you go. Well done, mate. I'll I'll probably credit where credit's due. It's a good little stat there. I'll be using that one. So yeah, Hold on, Charlie. Um, uh, Jokes aside, again, so. You, you do play some time as a high half forward under under Woosha probably. Is it fair to say that Simo coming to the club um, not turn your career around but new direction for you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, at that stage of my career uh, I was I was getting thrown around a fair bit. I think my best footy was always behind the ball but when Mark Lacroix went down up forward when Mark Nikoski went down up forward and I wasn't getting a game in the back line because we had such a strong back line I, I thought my... Uh, I was never going to get play AFL footy because like, there's no way I'm going to dislodge uh, Will Schofield, to Bow Waters, like Darren Glass, Shannon Head, Like my role in the in the team, there, there isn't a role. So I put my hand up as a as a young <laughs> young impatient player. I put my hand up, say oh, I want to I want to put my craft. I want to learn the forward craft, and I want to play forward to Wushers. I guess a little bit of dismay at the time because he he wanted me as as a backman, but. He wanted wanted me to do my apprenticeship in the waffle, and I wanted to play AFL. That I managed to play forward, and yeah, it w- was a it was a, a difficult time for myself because not naturally a forward. I played forward in my junior footy but I was a center forward. I was I was the target as opposed to running patterns, and I found it hard with form, confidence. Um, yeah, battling a few injuries at the time, and you sort of leave yourself like where where do I fit in the whole scheme of things? Um, but then yeah, then. Whoosh, whoosh left and Simo came in and one of Simo's first conversations he had with myself was I say as a backman you, you're training with the backline this pre-season and if you do the work I'll, I'll play you round one and um, that was probably the confidence and belief I needed at that time and I felt like I had a really strong pre-season and come round one and I didn't get selected round one no really yeah Jamie Bennell got selected over me really yeah so that was probably another, another thing for myself I think in you either go two ways, you either you, you get you, you sulk and you say, oh, no, this is crap, why me, oh, I should be playing, or you just do something about it. And luckily, luckily for that time I had a um, good attitude and went down the, to the waffle and had a really strong game at half-back, playing against Peel, your mob, down at <laughs> Rushton. And, um,
1: Usually a good day down at Peel. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was that day actually. And, um, and then pretty much since round two, never looked back. Just um, yeah playing half initially it was a half back line and then as as a you know sort of got more similar and the coaching group got more confidence in myself we had Sam Butler playing as that lockdown defender once he sort of moved on that was I guess my role
0: what's the biggest difference and this is going to sound like a, a, a dumb question but like you're playing in the back line and then you're like well I'll put my hand up and try to go forward like what's the the biggest difference or the biggest adjustment obviously you're trying to kick goals instead of stopping them but like as a I don't know the f- football. Like, what are you having to do? That's so different. That's like, oh man, it's a like big adjustment.
3: I think uh, as a Ford, you got to make the play. You got you got to see the play unfolding, and you got to anticipate where where the foot is going earlier to get a split on your opponent. And it's it's not easy, especially if, if the ball movement isn't moving freely. It, it's hard for a Ford. You, you got to you're relying on the people up the field, your teammates up the field to. So I guess kick it to you and kick it well. Because if they if you miss kick, you might do all the work in the world, but you know it goes unrewarded. So I found it hard because you might be getting split or whatever reason, and you're not getting the footy. You're like, yeah, I found that difficult. But then behind the footy, you, you get yourself in a good position, and whether you're defending one on one or if you find yourself in a good position, you can almost read where the footy's going to go, and um, you can always watch the opposition kickers' eyes, and you're always in a position to impact. And then you, got, I feel like you got. The reason why I loved being a back, and you get two chances to impact the play you get in the contest itself, but then uh, to try and turn it over. But then you get a chance to when when you win the footy back, if you're smart with your running pads, you can get the look on the way out. So it's a good double play to sort of impact the contest and game.
1: So um, you move solidly into the back line. 2015, we end up playing in a grand final. So that year is the uh, is the Weagles web So We've spoken <laughs> to a few boys about that. We had Sherrod Wellingham on the podcast. Had Sam Butler on the podcast. Uh, Tommy Barras, No He wasn't involved in that But uh, You played a really important part That year um, In developing that way Of defending And You probably were more Of a higher Intercepting player Than you probably moved Towards the back end Of your career Very similar to me actually Just Had you up the ground Running and carrying And then as you get older You just move Slowly back to the (laughs) back Uh, How do you reflect on 2015 You you play You play in The final series Player of the finals Playing a grand final lose how's 2015 as a whole reflecting on that yeah
3: that was a that was a really special year for the whole footy club that was a, that was a year where talk about adversity uh it, we were building as a group but as a group we, we hadn't really done any, anything for a while and then it's in the pre-season mitch brown Mackenzie go down so it was a bit of a bit of caution in the wind i think uh adrian hickmont was the, the defensive coach at the time and you were there sco he was just the way we, from where we started the year, it was like I think round one or two. The way we defended, you know, we sort of knew that it probably wasn't going to work if we kept defending like that. And then it just kept growing week to week. About whether it is, whether it is because we had a lot of guys playing down there played not traditionally backmen. A lot of guys played forward, and so the way they see the footy, as opposed to Dow defenders, like the attacking defenders, and uh, we just, it was all about reading the cues of the game and just reading the cues off each other and just trusting each other. So we never actually had an opponent behind the footy. And I I felt like it was was a great way to play because, you know, if a four kicks a goal, it's not on you, it's on the back six. So it felt like you could even be even more aggressive aggressive with your uh, positioning because, you know, there's no real consequence. And I felt like the scoring chains were getting off because we used to intercept the footy a lot by playing that way the, the offence and scoring yeah, uh, chains we got off the back of that was was huge. And no side, especially playing at Subi on a, a narrower oval where it was easier to guard space, we felt like we were ahead of the competition in that stage. And to be a part of that, to be able to play on, on guys that are 170 centimetres small and then in the same, about five minutes later, you're standing next to Nick Rewalt who's you know 198, but doesn't matter who you are in the back line, you, you, know, you just get the job done. And we always relied on each other to help out in the air or on the ground. So it was a great way to to play and um, really exciting time of the footy club because that was the first time where I think as a playing group you you could sense the real momentum if you really commit to a cause and really want to get better and and um, you know play with some flair and natural instinct then you can go anywhere and we sort of did that albeit got found out on the the final final stage final leg yeah. of that season but to even. To get to the grand final um, was pretty special, and to be part of that 2015 grand final week missed 18, but to say that I you know did the grand final parade and um, got to play on the biggest stage was something that was pretty special.
0: Before we um get to the more of the actual game day of 2015, with the I know like the players that we've had on and even new you, have don't really like to refer to the Weagles web thing. I just call it that because it's a bit of a media. That's that's what people know. Jared
1: Jared Healy coined it that, I think.
0: Yeah, it was like a thing that came out in the media. But how much of that was purely just – like was it just all developed in preseason and then the coaches come to the defenders and go, okay, this is what we're doing? Or like do you have like meetings and then like you pitch in? Like I think we should be trying a bit more of this. Like how does that even work, that defensive scheme? I'll give
1: you a little bit. Like it was my most enjoyable year of footy by far because – um, yeah, pretty much like Shep said, the, the first couple of weeks we just got towed up and we're defending back shoulder and we're getting pulled apart because we lost our two key defenders. So it was like, well, we either do that or we start being aggressive. And look, if we still get towed up, at least we're taking it to the opposition. So that how that year, like every year is different, but how that year came, apart, uh, came together was – We'd sit down and, and, and pick apart every game and uh, can you be more aggressive? Can you can you help your teammate more? It wasn't about can you beat Nick Rewalt? Can you stop him kicking goals? It was about how can I help Brad Shepard? How can Brad Shepard drop off his man to get a, an interceptor ball in front of me or press up to your man or, you know, just – it was all about everyone else, Yep, I don't think. Absolutely. And
3: a great person to be in that role was Adrian Hickmott. So he – he was a great facilitator at that time because he empowered the players. So the players actually drove the meetings about where we feel we should be standing. And he was—he had his uh, opinions and where we, where he thought as well. But it would always come to a middle ground. And if it was a middle ground, it'd always be on the players' side because yeah. we're the ones out there. We could feel what was happening.
1: And he spoke, he spoke a lot about footy gods, Adrian Hemmott. He always saw yeah. that you did the right thing and you put yourself in the right positions, the footy gods would actually look after everything else. There's there's, there's the footy yep. gods. Yeah, put yourself in the right spot and that ball bounces in front of you. If you're in the right spot, it's going to bounce the right way. Right. There's, no, there's, no, there's no rules steadfast. You don't have to do this in that position or do that in that position. Just put yourself in the best spot, footy gods will look and after it. And he was big about the
3: attacking side as defenders in terms of if you can get two hands to footy, mark it. Like, I don't, I don't want to say spoils. If you can mark it, you mark it. If you, if you, you fumble a ground ball, instead of being, being harsh on you as a player, be like, oh, why did you fumble? That's your one for the game, good. I've seen it, you take the next nine clean. So you sort of, if you made a mistake whilst he was a, a line coach, you, you knew that you'd never be, you would never worry about it and, it and it gave you peace as a player to even go for things that you probably wouldn't normally go to because you had the licence to, to be attacking, have that attacking positive mindset. Yeah, it's a good point. A lot so, of confidence in the playing group.
0: So Hickmont was sort of the, like... He's now at Hawthorne under Sam yes. Mitchell. So he's was he sort of the, like, creator of the Weagles web? No,
1: it's, it's play, player-driven. Yeah, um, right. But, but, but you need a strong invigilator to be able to do what Shep's talking about, which yeah. is provide that confidence for players to drive that. Otherwise, if the coach doesn't lead and the players don't have the confidence, then it's just a wish-wash and who knows what anyone's doing. But he was really big on you guys are going to drive this and I'm going to back you in whatever you do but that the pressure's on you then like yeah, you know yeah. we, we knew mm. that that was on us if it didn't work it was on us mm. but if yep. it did work it was on us too mm. I'd
0: love to know like some schemes that like coaches have come up with the preseason. that they've just flopped horribly <laughs> like, wow. to push everyone forward <laughs> for like the first five minutes no one in the in the back like i don't know just things like that where like they watch film they're like this is a this is a genius scheme like if we do this we will win
1: what do you think of any i'm trying to think of any yeah. throughout uh, we because we, we, so what happened with that year we did that for that year and, and it worked so well but then you, you need to keep getting better right if you yep. just do the same thing forever people figure out so i remember the the year after we tried to we tried to start adding some rules in so it could be taught to younger players right it was a lot of intuition it was a lot of feel understanding what shep i knew what shep was going to do so i stood on this yep. side of my man you can't transfer you can't that. you can't teach that so we tried to put some rules in place and the, the whole system blew up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: i'm just thinking of like say like the golden state warriors in the nba they like they're thought let's get rid of the center we'll put a guy who's like six seven at center and we'll play everyone small shoot lots of threes and then it just changed the so game. That, they did that, and they that's, did that, yeah. and it, like they won a bunch
1: of championships. I mean, the, one, the ones that d- they do it and it doesn't work, that you don't remember them because yeah, they're exactly. usually winning yeah. spoons mm-hmm. and yeah. you don't know, understand it. Yeah, um, all right. So 2015, what's that grand final? What, what, what do you remember about the actual grand final day? Oh, that's a, you played well, yeah. The grand final dates, oh, this
3: I just really wanted to enjoy the experience. So getting up there early pre game and and really taking in the surroundings, there was a, the grand final sprint for memory going on. Just being part of the – being being there and being present of what's going on as opposed to – because I'm quite an anxious player pre-game. I used to get quite anxious until the warm-up starts. and Then once the warm-up started, I was fine. So I just wanted to try and put myself at ease as much as I can by just being there and present with what's going on pre-game. But um, the game itself, what, what I can remember is we, we had our moments like, as, as – Bad as it's saying, that, yeah, we got beaten by like 40, 50 points in the first quarter wasn't that great scoreboard. But I felt like we were in the game for a long periods of time and it could have gone – there was moments there within the game if if we made the most of those opportunities and I still reckon it could have been a different result because it felt like Hawthorne were tiring in that third quarter. But, um, yeah, it was a great experience and to be hundred thousand people one, uh, one thing. But in, I think it was the second quarter where Hodgie kicked that uh, goal from the boundary, left, left footer. Yeah,
1: don't look at me, mate. I was, <laughs> oh, I was right. I was right. there. I was "You still have a wrong ankle from <laughs> that?" I, that. I, I rolled my ankle. You know the shooting stars, mate. Where the, <laughs> da, 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 yeah, I'd be still sliding into the net. <laughs> <laughs> no, that—that—that that, that was, that was a memory because I, I wasn't
3: far from. I was standing behind, and just that roar of the the Hawthorne crowd, everyone to their feet. That was that was a moment. That I'll never forget. It was a moment where <laughs> I wish I could forget, but yeah. to be there in that moment it was—it was actually pretty special to watch. Big goal, big stage, and just that—the atmosphere oh, that the, the the G presents itself in a big game. But yeah, there, there weren't too many celebrations post that for us. But we had, a, like I said, I think takeaway moments within the game where we let ourselves down. I actually thought throughout majority of the game we held ourselves in good stead, and just the damn wall broke unfortunately then.
0: I reckon Shep might be the first person we've spoken to this, you know, in a year when, we, when we've brought up 2015 that's been like has some slight, not positive, but, you know, not all like some, some people that we've had on it's like want to completely forget 2015, but it's probably the most positive I've heard someone talk about it.
1: Yeah. And it's real though. Like Shep's reflections are real. Mm. It's just, I guess, just different perceptions of, yeah. you know, how, how you look at a game and how you think about it and what you do want to remember. But like exactly what Shep's saying is correct. Yeah. It's just some people don't want to remember it and some yeah. do. And, yeah. Um so 15 happens, we do that, 16 and 17 you build, and we we go to 18. You have great season. Play every year, every game that year. Um and I mean I think I think I think I mean the discussion we're about to have, it's pretty um it comes up with me a lot. I'm sure it comes up with you a lot. Um 2018 qualifying final. My my year for twenty eighteen was a bit of a rough one. I uh, lost my best mate at the start of that year. Had my had my first child, Nash, um, and I and, and I'm in the team last round of the year. I think we think we go, go to the flag together. Get a call from Simo on the Thursday and think he's ringing for my matchup. And um <laughs> and he, and he tells me we're we're going with someone younger. So he's was, he was telling me he was going with TB basically instead. It was out of me and TB to play that game. Uh, the which, first which games is Collingwood the, qualifying final. Yep. And uh, yeah, I I I was I couldn't have reacted worse. I reacted worse than losing mates, losing my dad, um, injuries, anything. That was the worst I've reacted to anything in my whole life. Um, sh- shocking state, really. And you know, I, I, on the other end of it, I get to the. I, I pretty much was in bed for like two days, just a shit state. And I thought, I thought to myself. The only way I get back in the team is if I get up and wake up and get my shit together and support the boys. There's nothing I can do. I've been dropped out of the team. Supporting the guys is, you know, I don't get to play in a grand final if they lose, and you know, so supporting. So I remember getting to the game, being very supportive. I was like overly supportive. I was just like, I just, I just can't. I hope you boys win, like, because it was the only way I would be get back in the team. And I don't know. You can take it from there, basically, but. You know, it, that, that that game doesn't go how you want it to go. You play every game and yeah. no injuries. Yep. And then yeah, no injuries. No, I think uh, as you
3: would have felt, I think 2018, there was a period there, I think at the start of the year, I think we won 11 or 12 in a row or something, but that was the purest footy and that, that was yeah. that was when you, as a player you realised, you know, we're actually a pretty good side. You know, this year it could be, yeah, this could be a great year. Because I've never been on a footy field, even though he made the grand final of 2015, I've never been on a footy field where almost having complete dominance of sides that you highly respect in the, at the top at the top end of the ladder and we're just dismantling them with our ball movement and just the way we're, we're playing. And each week we screwed conference. Jack Darling was in, he was the best form I've ever seen, a forward play for the first half of the year. And then, uh, yeah, then also towards the back end, leading into the final series, you sort of, you had that sense of, you know, this is this is our moment. You only get it a few times in your career as a playing group, and I think all supporters feel as well. Yeah, you know this is this this is the year to to go all the way, and um yeah, it's that first final. Uh, you know, I think I played ninety six games straight to that point. Soft tissue injury or any injury was probably at the back of my mind. Never thought it was going to happen to me, and uh, just that moment with the game where I you know, talking about the stats, I chose to bloody soccer the ball as opposed to probably picking it up, which led to. Uh, tearing my tendon in the hamstring when, and tearing all the, the muscles around it, which was disappointing because at the time I thought, um, is that a cramp? And I was looking up the scoreboard. It was like eight minutes into the first quarter. I was like, it can't be a cramp. So I tried to get to my, f- my feet and I could realise a sharp sting pain straight away. And uh, coming to the bench, you know, I could feel I was getting worse. I was like, no, this, this is not great. And what Scully said, um, it was great to see Scully in the rooms post- that incident because he came down pretty much just before quarter times to come and console me to see how I was and um, at that stage our club doctor uh, he said you know luckily for you it's a it's a low grade hamstring and you're only out for two weeks potentially and if we make the grand final you'll
1: be there so it, it was it was you your dad me and the doc in the room so I came down the other boys were upstairs again, I wasn't down there to be like, Oh yeah, I hope, hope Shep's injured, I'll get back in the team. I was literally my mate's injured. Like I yeah, was right. really
3: positive.
0: You never really know really how positive. long someone's gonna be out
1: for. Yeah, so and like, you know. and do you remember you were doing yeah. tests and they were they were testing your hammy and you you had some strength in it. And yep. I'd done some hammies before, Shep another day hammy, and I was like, mate, I genuinely thought I was like, mate, you'll be right. Boys will win this couple of weeks off, you're playing a granny, like you'll be fine. Mm. I feel bad about it now, but I was it was I was just trying to be yeah, no, worse, actually, right? I really,
3: really yeah. love that you came down to, because like saying that someone who's had ham, ham, hamstring injury, injuries in the past, and to be able to have that bloke just to lean on to be like, you know, hey, it's, if you if you do the rehab, you'll be all right for two weeks. Albeit he's he's the next one in line, so I was sort of there was part of me as well with knowing I was going to be out if if the um, if the guys were to get up that game. Uh, seeing Scoey there as well gave me a level of. Uh, confidence but okay like at least we've got someone ready to come in who's, who's stiff to go out in the first place um it's sort of ele- element of myself of uh you know i have a let the boys down not being being there on the field tonight if they lose the game you because know, this, this is before that the sub rule medis rule i think for memory so i was like mm. so i was like have, have i just cost this playing group the club a chance to go deep into the final so i was probably more emotional about letting everyone down as opposed to the, the Injury itself, and yeah, that whole night, you know, I was on that game ready, it was like an ice machine, ice pressure machine. Pretty much I had like an hour of sleep because I did it every, every, I think, uh, 40 minutes for the entirety of the night till I got a um, scan the next day, which showed that it was a tendon tear and it's a 12 week injury. And you, you're going into uh, surgery in three days, so just how quickly things just changed overnight was, was, um, yeah, it was pretty difficult. And like Scoey said. I to. Well, I really want to be upbeat and positive with everyone because if you if you get seen uh, being down and you're, you're disappointed, and uh, talking about earlier about being the victim and why me, it can it can be infectious and rub off on people in different ways. So I didn't want to be that person. So I needed a couple of days to to debreathe and, and get some clear thoughts of you know what it all looks like and what what's next. And the first thing that came to mind was as soon as the surgery had been done was how can I get around the boys because at that stage they'll, they'll lead into a prelim. So how can I just just be there and just just you know be still part of the journey but knowing that you're not going to be playing? Mm.
1: So you find out the tendon, you know, clearly you don't know that the club's going to go on and win the grand final but like you said, there was a feeling around the group that we were one of the best teams if not the best team. So there was confidence Do you. Is the, is the reaction, um, What what is it? What 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 do you what do you feel when you get told tendons gone?
3: Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty pretty emotional. I was um yeah I was just at the cafe and, and get get the phone call thinking it was going to be good news, and it was straight away it, it's not good news. So straight away I was like oh no this is mm. this is not great. And uh, immediate thought was yeah this, this is the the that moment that opportunity that you worked hard for it's going to be taken away because. Oh, I never had that feeling in my first eight or nine years of playing AFL football of this is this is the moment in time where I think we're going to go all the way or go at least closer it, give it a crack because the way we were playing had so much confidence and um, everyone was just playing at their A level. Everyone was playing to their potential at that stage of the year. So, I was, yeah, I was pretty pretty upset with not being there but that was I tried to hide it as much as I can internally. So as soon as I sort of stepped outside my house you know, positive vibes, always be that sort of – not upbeat, because you can't, you can't force yourself to be upbeat, but just be just be normal and just accept what's going on and, and sort of show that, you know, there's more to life than just football.
1: Um, it's not – irony is the wrong word, but basically Shep and I had the same feeling, I think. We've spoken a fair bit about yep. it. Like, so I, I felt like Shep felt when he did his hammy the week before. Like, I felt like my opportunity was gone. You know, I'd put my life work into this career of footy, and and I and I wasn't going to get the opportunity back. And and now someone gets injured, and it's Shep, and I do get the opportunity. But at that moment, that's how I was thinking. So we've actually been through pretty similar mm. emotions, right? Um, okay, so we're in the prelim, coming in the great week, we're playing in a grand final. Um, how's that week for you? Yeah, that was I think
3: that was that was the toughest week of my life. The uh, the The week leading up to the grand final Not just the missing football itself But uh, one of my close mates And my sister's partner uh, Passed away First thing uh, Monday morning And that was um, I was in shock I was just Didn't expect that to be happening Then and there And had that sort of numb feeling And went Spend the week over in Sydney Which I was sort of away from the whole The football uh, Hysteria which, Which Perth has Because it's such a passionate footy state So I was sort of Away, away from the group a fair bit and, um, yeah, to spending time with the, with the family and with my sister and, you know, just, just reinforce that, you know, as, as bad as it is for me, not like in a selfish point of view, not being out in the footy field, there, there is so much more to life than just football. It's, it's a game. I love playing it. It's great that I can play the game but going through this experience just shows you that, you know, you've you got to be... Yeah, is just more life So uh, that, that sort of In terms yeah, I was more I was more struggling with, with that Than being At the ground Watching Watching everyone Do what they did mm. And um, uh, I remember The Friday night get, get, I flew down to, to Melbourne On the Friday afternoon And saw the guys Quickly And um, Didn't want to Disrupt everyone So I kept it Harsh harsh No one knew At the time About what was going on Because Quite a few of the teammates Were, were mates with him as well And we knew them very well so I sort of didn't want to lob, lob onto them what was going through because you know talking about distractions could have been a potential distraction for a couple of players so um being that upbeat and being positive and was was I guess hard to do but it was something that you know I sort of if I if I said to myself I'm going down there don't don't be down don't go down to Melbourne with the playing group and and uh, be loping around if you're going down there you, you're there to Support and and really the boys on, cheer the boys on, and um yeah, there was moments throughout the game and pre-game where I was you know, away. It's just you know it's quite emotional and dawned on me what was going on and um yeah, sort of led to that first quarter where I think they kicked the first three or four that I just I think the the emotion and everything just just got hold of me where it's just um yeah not I don't know if it's a panic attack I think but I just started sweating and started of oh, Sometimes I just need to get out of this position in the stands because it was just everything was just overwhelming. I think it all finally caught up. It took Twenty minutes into the first quarter, and maybe they're four goals down. <laughs> West guys are four goals down. So I was like, oh no This is this is not how it, it it planned out. And sort of that feeling again of me not being there. Like, have I contributed to, to this in any way? So I, just, I think the emotions got the better of me.
0: So you were sitting with with other team members and. What did you have to just have a spell and yeah so the they of? um
3: yeah there's there's no glamorous seats for the the squad <laughs> we, we were up in the nosebleeds <laughs> no in <laughs> you know, I think one of the first tiers pretty good seats actually just in front of the Collingwood uh, players race where they run out and saw the flag dismantled pregame so that was actually great to see but um <laughs> yeah. yeah just uh in one of the, the front
1: rows there did, did you game day for you it might sound like a weird question but. I've spoken to other guys that missed out on, you know, grand finals or premierships or both or whatever. What was the f- – is it dumb to ask, did you want the boys to win? Like, did you – Does that is that a stupid yeah. question? No, not at all. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. I think, like, as soon as you, you understand that, yeah, it's the 18 to 22, obviously it's going to mean a lot more. But just the, the, the squad itself, what they were to go to – to get up for every game, and you need training standards high. You need the support staff. What it means to them, the the coaches, how much work each coach puts in after hours. It's not just you know rocking up from eight to five. It's it's yeah. after hours, and all the supporters. I think footy clubs. It's 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 more than just 18. It just it means so much to so many different people. And even just being retired now, going down to the pub watching the game, just how much passion and how much footy means there, Ron. So you know, I, I was I was a, I was more of a supporter and fan because I just wanted everyone to win because I knew if we won, this like how good the state's gonna be, how good the uh, the club's gonna be, the feeling inside the club, how good how good it's gonna be, you know. So I was I was just more of a fanboy
1: that day. So five minutes to go, um, game goes how it goes. Boys get themselves back in the game. You're up there with Gaffy yeah. and Nick Nat. I've seen the footage yeah. you boys. Pacing around. <laughs> pacing around. Her. I was pacing <laughs> around.
0: What's the, what, I mean, what's that? What's I that? don't think I've seen that. So you're out of your seats and you just. Because
1: <clears throat> like, Gaffy's out with an eight-week yep. ban from, um, you know, the Brayshore incident. Um, Nick Nat's missed with a, with a knee. Yep. Um, and you boys are. You're like out the back It's like Yeah two. so
3: Nick I think Nick was on the bench He had to be front He had to be That's front, right. yep. be front centre Because he, he was a Rucks coach that year Rucks coach. The back. Yeah Rucks coach Yeah right uh, It's in just, just, just to justify That big pay <laughs> That he gets From week to week Yeah they had to give him a role No, nah, he, he did a great job that year Yes Um
1: but yeah, Gaffy and I just uh, as
3: we're getting close, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're you're, your good, seats, you're
1: "You're very good mates." Yeah, yeah, I'm, potentially I'm, best mates. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, cl- oh, yeah. One of your best mates. One, one
3: of club. the better close, better mates. I don't have a best mates, go. Yeah, bit of a bit of a loser, you know. Good, perfect.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's was like be <laughs> a chuckle. You're, you're, like, you're not a loser, mate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's meant to be um, a serious moment, chap. Um, Five minutes ago. Yeah, because I think like
3: as the game's getting close, you know, he's been stuck to your seat. Shoulder to shoulder, like you can't, like you can't move. So, um, quite, quite nervous. I saw Gaffy get up straight away and go and stand at the back of the, the seats at the block. So I was like, it's good opportunity to go and stand back there. Eric McKenzie was there as well, and we're just pacing up and down because, you know, it, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's a grand final. It's it's a couple of points in it. Um, so <laughs> that that play, the, the famous McGovern play, the moment, the the moment. I actually didn't see it live. I was head down pacing up now. I only saw it Boy, when she marked it. Really? Yeah. Cause I was, like, I couldn't actually watch. Because it's harder to watch because it's as
1: a play. You're not it, in the it, moment. It, yeah. It's
3: out of your control. So can yeah. like you're, you're nervous watching the you playing. Yeah,
1: there's no, no nerves at all as a player. You're just worried about setting up or yep. speaking to your team. Like you're not even thinking about the result, really. Yep. And and one thing I found even watching now, just like
3: certain things guys do on the footy field, the running patterns or the contest or how they their skill? It, it, it's a, from the stands. Like how how do they do that? <laughs> how, how's he just done that? But when you're out there, it just it's amazing. Like watching watching it live yeah. from the stands. Like that's that's just amazing play. Like that how that bloke just do that. But when you're out there, it just shows you just how much you're just in tune with the game. and so focused on just the next moment you can be involved in.
0: You ever do that, that when you're watching yourself? Like you're sure you watch your highlights. You. have
3: uh, with those 19 goals.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that's how that's how I know play by play exactly <laughs> yes, what happened. What on
1: repeat at home on the TV. <laughs> so Sheeta kicks the goal. Um last minute goes how it goes. What's the feeling when the siren goes? Oh, it's
3: just elation. Yeah, everyone was everyone was up and about. Yeah, I was I was hugging I was hugging everybody in my sight because it was a, a very the uh, favourable West Coast contingent up in that grandstand, so everyone knew everyone, and everyone's just carrying on. But straight away, it turned to how do we get on the oval? <laughs> there was a there was a moment where some, I think oh, I can't remember who said it. Get down the stairs, get down. We've got two minutes if you want to go on the oval. So it's gone from going from yes, yes to get down. And I was, I was still trying to get over my hamstring. So I was like hopping down the stairs.
0: Were you on crutches or you just?
3: Uh, at that stage, no, just, right. just got rid of the just crutches. Yeah, limping around. Yeah, I was limping around. So I was hopping down, this like three flights of stairs to try and get to the bottom <laughs> level. Everyone, everyone was running ahead of me. i like hopping, because <laughs> <Just laughs> the last thing I wanted to do is tear my hamstring after the surgery <laughs> up a week. Yeah. And, um, and then managed, managed to squeeze on up the race and get on the oval. And just to, just to be there and experience that moment, you know, as, as a player, would be completely different. But as a spectator and, um, yeah, I guess mates with everyone, to be able to share that experience uh, straight after the siren w- was something pretty special and everyone, all the West Coast fans hung around all game for, for the first probably two or three hours post-game to be able to to be able to witness it and do the do it a lap of honour with everyone, um, see to have his personalised photographer standing behind him, <laughs> taking photos of everything, um, oh,
1: but is. it was a great moment. Yeah, this I mean this question Might be like I don't know Do you Do you, do you People ask all me all the time I, You know um, Do you feel sorry for Brad Shepard And like So so I'm your direct play, replacement right I find this interview Quite It's not strange yeah, But it's, a, it's like It's it's direct yeah. right No
0: it's interesting to watch
1: So I'm your direct replacement People ask me all the time Do you feel sorry for Brad Shepard My answer is no I don't uh, Because that's how footy goes my, my, my footy journey was what it was And yours is what it is And do you do you harbour jealousy, uh, Jealousy, maybe, or, or, you know, I wish I was there? I mean, you've, you've got an incredibly refreshing, positive um, outlook on life, really, but th- that whole 2018, h- how do you feel about, not our relationship, but, uh, you know, the fact that I come in, play a grand final, win a premiership, and you don't? Mm. Oh, I think in terms action. of the,
3: the uh, relationship, that's like, great. I'm, so I'm really happy that you got to experience that, and it's great that, you know, I thought you were stiff to go out in the in the first instance. So, you know, talk about journeys and stories that just shows you that, you know, if you, you if you're out, don't drop your bottom, leave you, you could be back in straight away. So I think it's a good lesson for everyone. But yes, I they, don't don't get me wrong. There's there's still moments. I think um, I wish I was a premiership player. I Wish I could have, could have played. That's why you play team sport and sport in general is is not for a paycheck. It's to be able to test yourself against the best and to win premierships and that's your sole existence well should be your sole existence to why you play sport and to miss out on that it was, was tough but um getting back to that game i think was in the change rooms where all the playing group had left and everyone had left um and went up on the oval because you're i think i'm well, not the killers i had to get presented on stage and jets was singing the midnight oil some midnight oil or some or yeah. not make life that I was a couple of <laughs> years before um but I had a moment there where I was just, you know, I was yeah quite emotional. I was like, you know, this is – this sucks. It sucks for me. And uh, Daniel Pratt came up and he goes, you know, I don't let this moment define you as a person or a footballer. And that's all he said and that's all he had to say. And, you know, from that moment going forward, just does I've been been happy and content with it, although, all all, all the, yeah, I'd love to be a premiership player, but straight away from that moment um, – a good saying that the old man always drilled into me growing up was like your, your character is always is never tested when things are going well. It's how you deal with it, deal with adversity. So, or I can I had about a week where I was yeah a bit flat with with what was going on, but straight away it turned into motivation. But you know what, like, this is, this is what it is. How can I use this as like motivation? How can I come back a better player and have have a really good couple of years?
0: This um this question I feel like comes up a lot. Like just in in general, footy fandom um, thoughts on every player getting premiership medal, like because you you know you're one step away from getting that. Every or squad not, member, every you know, even just the forty whatever, the forty four list or whatever.
3: Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I've always been the past no, been uh, been like this should just be the twenty two, but going through what I have this year of more recent, I think the concussion concussion protocols are going to be even more relevant, and be uh, going forward. I think players potentially will be missing a month of footy. I think three. I think that's the way we'll go. Whether it's not not next year, or could be, I think it should be next year. But going forward, and if you think if you played all year and you miss a month of footy, or you miss the first final, and I think potentially if you play say fifteen games in a season, or you play games in. You should be uh, presented with a medal because I think going forward, I think it, it, in the past, I should say, with if you do get injured, that's just part part and parcel of the sport. But the because concussion is so topical, and you want to protect the players itself, you know, it'd be it'd be um, I think as a player, if you knew that you're doing the right thing for your health, mm-hmm. knowing that if the team does go all the way and win a win a flag, and you're still going to get it presented with a medal then I think players will be more open more open with the doctors about what's going on as opposed to hiding everything because we all know if you start hiding things, then the more long-term effects that these players have. So oh. does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it yeah. Does. Do uh,
0: assistant uh, coaches get...?
1: Uh, assistant coaches do, I th- yeah, no, maybe maybe not. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same as Shep. I often think about if roles were reversed, right? So because th- before Shep gets injured, roles are reversed and, and I miss yes. out on the flag and I miss out on the, you know, and I think Shep has handled it and speaks better than I ever could and I'm pretty proud to hear him speak about it, to be really honest. Um, but I would, I've always said no. Like, um, I think it should be only the 22 that get it. And that wasn't based on you know I've won one I, you know no one else deserves it. It was based on if roles were reversed and I didn't play, I don't think I would have wanted one uh, uh, for some reason. But the same as Shep, post career, I've kind of I've kind of come full circle and been like, no, nah, it, it's 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 like what Shep spoke about. It's it's not it's not the twenty two, which is what I thought it was. It's it's the forty. It's it might not be the forty five. You know, some guys don't play in a year. Right, but they they do have something to do with it. But maybe it is the guys that play 15 games in a year and get an yep. or you know, 22 games in a year and get an injury or a head knock or something like that. There, there,
0: some sort of filter there is in some place. provision
1: for guys that have clearly the only way that team's got to where they've got to is because they've done what they've done. Mm. So I, I've probably revised so my come position around. as well. Yeah, you're,
0: you're pro. Yeah, we both have, both have mm. yeah. Putting some sort of filter in place where if you played X amount of games, yep. and
1: I and I never have been, but probably I've always been that the last six months or so. Probably just, you know, wiser. Almost
0: <laughs> every other sport does
1: yeah. it. Yeah, no, it would make sense. Um, all right, 2018, done, done. Anything else, done? So 2019, 2020, um, I mean, y- you do take that, that uh, fail, you know, uh, missing out on something and you put that to good use. You go uh, 20 t- 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 2019, 2019 All-Australian Squad. Twenty twenty All Australian selected. Um you play um State of Origin for your state in a bushfire relief match. You win a Glenn Denning medal in twenty nineteen, you win best clubman in twenty twenty. Like you f- you fired that for your rest of your career. That that was your fire, right? Mm. To to win another. And the, you and Gaff, Gaff did the same, Nananui did the same. Guys that missed use that. Mm. Is that right? Yep. Use that to drive yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the motivation was was never higher because we saw it as you know a, as the squad we had how close we are to potentially go back to back or at least put ourselves in contention again. So yeah, you know, I think it was, yeah between us three, but you know even the other guys that hadn't experienced it, it was it was real resolve and motivation to to try and
1: get back there. And the guys that had won one that were close with you for me, instant you know. I used to write... I don't know. You ever know this? I used to write Shep on my wristband in 2019. So no, no. I used to write Shep on my wristband. Um, sometimes... Other, I used to write stuff on my wristband all the time. So 2018, it was um, AFM, who's um, my mate that I lost, Andy Macarthur, and my dad's AJS, right? And that was kind of my... my um, it was to help me switch on mentally. And so through 2019, I had Shep on my thing. I was playing with you. And I used to write Shep just as a bit of a driver to... Um, you know, what wanna get back there for Shep, for other people. And yeah, I think like we'll be connected forever with this shit, right? Mm. Like it's definitely something I get asked about all the time. And it's a good thing. I mean it's I know it's not positive in your end and for some aspects it's not positive for me, but it is how life and footy goes sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You have your ups and downs. Yep. And um, you know, that's that stage was an up for me, but you've had more ups. No, all Australians are tell you <laughs> that
3: What, right what
0: was the process of that um all Australian selection happening. So you know, where's your blazer at the moment?
1: Well that's my thing. I still still don't have a blazer. What? Hey? We spoke to Josh Kennedy who said he only get is he's a multiple Australian. You only yeah. get one blazer which I was shocked at. Yeah, so I still haven't received mine from two thousand and twenty. Why? Did they not fly? Is it COVID? COVID, yes. Yeah, so they didn't fly us over. Hang it. on a f- absolute second. Yeah, back get cha- your, Charlie, get your blazer. Charlie, start writing the email right now. That's <laughs> yeah. at, AFL at AFL. AFL. This is ridiculous. That is not good enough, mate. I'm telling you right now. You don't have your blazer. Negative. And, and, and that's not something you'd chase up either. Chef wouldn't be, yeah. like, oh, where's my blazer? We yeah, need to handle this. Okay. Would you like it handled? Uh, that'd be great, size? yes. What's
0: your blazer size? 42? <laughs> oh, I've probably blown out 48? Go with a couple. All right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get Shabby's blazer.
1: That, that is the actual directive out yep. of this podcast. we <laughs> you get you all your fucking blazer. And I'm going to present it to you right here. <laughs> all right, sounds great, mate. I'm actually excited. Awesome. All
0: right, cool. great. Yeah, that's our mission. And all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue this straight to the things that people deserve. You obviously did lap of honour around Optus. What was that like?
3: Uh, it, it was great, Sweetie. albeit being Sweetie. like thirty-five degrees, and wearing a light grey blazer. Yeah, I was there. I watched it. You, I,
0: you know, I saw it. I saw. I did. As you as you came past, I was like, "Oh boy!" Just, he's, he's just people
1: listening and watching along. I've, ne- I've never seen a sweat. I've seen footballers. I've, yep. I've seen athletes. I've never seen someone sweat so much in my life than Brad Sheppard on the back of the highlights.
3: Yep. it was steaming, and I'm a big sweater, <laughs> and, and and I was I was going along with it and going past the bench. And I was given to the top tier, like right up. Yeah. And then some lady came up to me. Uh, I've got an age. worth the club. She goes, just to let you know, you have got big sweat sweat patches. <laughs> and I've I'll show you. i, 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 I go.: like the T Rex, oh, no. the T Rex waves. So I'd I'd mates in like, top tier, and I was like trying to like sh- got that like, <laughs> the t-rex. Yeah, T Rex, yeah, the whole time. But then then the, the amount of criticism I got post, but mate. You gave us nothing. We, we got there early to see you, uh, and you gave us a little half half wave. And I was like, "Well, there's a reason why." Because from my armpits to my waist, there were it was
0: drenched. Yeah. Are you are you a naturally sweaty yeah. guy? Yeah. Ever tried like the dry claw, those sorts of things? Is that a drink dry or claw? something? Or- <laughs> no, dry claw is like a, a deodorant that you spray oh. on and it like literally blocks your pores. <laughs> it's
1: like a wetsuit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you just wear That's a wetsuit. You ever tried that? Wear All right, a, so so you next know. time next time okay. you go to the store, dry claw. All
0: right. It's a thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. no, the no, reason why I was asked as well, because Scoey hasn't had his lap. Haven't you? So you haven't had your
1: blazer? Scoey yet.
0: Yeah. We're getting yes. a lap because there's players who have retired that have got a lap. Yeah, so no, who's, the,
1: who's the point of contact with that? I was hoping to ask you, actually, Brad. Okay, well, well leave, leave me with it. <laughs> okay. Chris Maston and Lewis Jett are also waiting, mate. Yeah, so oh.
0: I reckon we have you, three of you in the back of a Cadillac.
3: Cadillac?
0: R- roof, no, roofless. T- Toyota Highlight. No,
1: yeah. Audi. Audi? No. Yes, Audi's a
3: sponsor, uh, so it's a yeah, sorry, Audi convertible. Um, Make sure you wear a black blazer. If you do wear a blazer. Uh,
1: now, it's been a good chat, mate. We're heading into social media shortly, which I know you know all about. One of the great segments. One of all the greats. Time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, let's Let's talk about the end of your career, mate, because yep. um, you know I, I you know done too soon, concussions. Um, you know, when were the incidents Like, and and what you, how do you reflect on them now, and then where are we at with it all?
3: Yeah, so the incidents uh, was going over the last 12 months, I had a numerous amount throughout the career, but last 12 months um, had a couple in training, just just head knocks, uh, nothing really severe. And um, then the, the Fremantle game in the preseason. that's when I ran into Bailey Banfield's knee and that, that uh, cut me open pretty good. The old Harry Potter scar there, that's there for life. But got any, <laughs> You're you you would have some
1: ointment, I was saying, to put on it. <laughs> is that
3: the word? Ointment? You used to... I mean, <laughs> I before we, I mean,
1: This is a very serious situation, yeah, so, uh, but before we get too serious, you used <laughs> to come in... Regularly with your nose busted up and your lips busted up. You, yeah, you used to you used to get head knocks quite a lot. I, yeah. If I if I think back over my career, and it was funny yeah. at the time because Shepherd come in, his nose is busted up, and <laughs> got a fat big fat lip. Or so you, you you put yourself in harms harms way as a player. Yeah, and well, I obviously now it's in
3: my detriment. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the the way I always played my footy and always grew up was you know you, you got to play hard and. If you don't go in hard or you put yourself in a position, especially as a backman, if you second guess yourself, I feel that's when you do get hurt the most. And, you know, whether it's uh, clumsy or the way I played, a bit chaotic at times, if if you're trying to halve a contest and you're out of position, you, you do anything to scrap and trying to bring the footy to the ground, uh, whether that's just running into someone flat out or standing under a high ball. I feel like it's a bit more so as a backman, you sort of have that. Uh, the the instincts and c- competitive instincts to to not fail not fail and just never get beaten or you have that mindset never get beaten if you have that then you'll get the best out of yourself and that's what I always had and um, unfortunately yeah put myself in harm's way one too many times and yeah it led to to me having to finish up a little bit earlier than what I expected
1: what was the what was the f- the feeling sort of week or what is it now for you what was it week to week when it was at its worst or is it still bad like what, how, yeah so so my last
3: one was against uh, against Fremantle. So that was the last derby, which is not a great memory, getting beaten by Freo. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was quite an innocuous knock. Like it wasn't wasn't a big knock itself. It Shows you that like, the the repetitive nature and the accumulation of head knocks throughout even the last twelve months had caught up with me, and it was it was a delayed concussion itself throughout the game. And it wasn't until the the day after and weeks after where it really started to affect me, my, my day-to-day living, you know, severe headaches, uh, getting severe head spins, just getting up off the couch, getting out of bed, even walking around the block after after two weeks of having this last one. I was um, you know, having severe head spins and, you know, really area of concern where being a being always being um, a positive person, just having really bad mood swings, fluctuations, just out of no reason, and you know, it was enough to combination with that and the um the head spins which led me to um yeah get getting a scan in the head which showed all these micro hemorrhages which is like brain bleeds uh, which was which was uh, at the time well still is pretty confronting and that led me to really exhaust what was going on with upstairs to to figure out if footy is actually still still uh, a viable option for myself to keep playing or if I can keep playing what what does it look like and through all the testing over, I think it was about three months. Um, yeah, the conclusion was to you know, footy was deemed too high risk for me to keep playing, and um, that's I think at the time, yes, it, it was hard to hard to swallow. But at three months post that game, I was still having l- l- symptoms and bad symptoms, so um, I tried to get back into training about a month later, before uh, even before I made a decision with the waffle guys, and um, you know, about an hour post. That last training session, I felt good. I was ready to go on the off season. Enjoy the off season. I um uh like driving home, the lights startling me. Uh, couldn't read my phone light to be able to call my partner and say oh, something's not right. Head spins, and I was just in a like a world of just I've never experienced before. And that's when I knew like this is this is bigger than what we all expected. I I expected, which sort of confirmed all the findings that I had found out over the last over that month prior and then the, the month post that as well and um yeah as tough it is tough as it is it's it's real it's 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 um it's i feel like it's coming becoming more common in afl players and in all contact sports around the world the further study in with head knocks and the uh the accumulative effects of sub-concussive knocks it's not so much the the big concussion it's the accumulation of just that feeling, you you get dazed in a game, you get knocked and you're like, I oh, 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 knocked, got knocked and you're, you're seeing stars for a bit, but you're still conscious, you're still with it, you're still past you're the test, you're, yeah. like, you're not knocked out. Yeah. So accumulation of that over a five-year period, if you have uh, ones week on week on week, then that has the, the lasting effect, long, long-term long effects. Do you worry you, about
1: long-term effects? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not only your mental health, but your, your
3: yep. health? Yeah, absolutely. Longevity. It's sort of... Oh, okay. seeing all these past players coming out now, um, you know, speaking up of experiences they're going through, it's um, yeah, it's, I do get a bit worried. It's not not so much to now. Um, you'd like this? I've got a a pair of optical glasses, my <laughs> reading glasses, that are, are ro- tinted rose coloured. So they've got the rose
1: coloured <laughs> lens. It's uh, it's not a fashion accessory. Or <laughs> Shep used to roll into team meetings with glasses from very early on, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Like yeah, reading, like, yeah, yeah, like the ones you framed. got on. Okay, and, yeah. and we used to we used to bag him, and say you are just making this up, but you're telling me now that you're ro- you're rolling around with rosies. Yes, Rosies. Yeah. yeah, got roses. Well, Mick Moldhouse yeah. transition lenses on. Yeah,
3: pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, ah, but that uh, that helps to um, to read. So to be able to concentrate o- over so like regulate, over ten minutes, regulate your eyes. Yeah, to yeah, your no. brain, to put your, your brain at ease. Because if I read for if I didn't have them or wear them whilst reading and even off computer screens it's um yeah it's about a ten minute span before you just you, your patience you, you just gets too overwhelming so that's that's definitely fast tracked my um development in terms of getting over these symptoms by getting these glasses so if you see me rolling around these of these rose give us some, give some advice but there's a, there's an underlying thing why I'm wearing them
0: because you you um did you sign another contract in twenty in the off season of twenty twenty one, or was that midway midway through twenty twenty one?
3: So you two hundred twenty extension, yeah. yeah.
0: So you were like, you know, there was no at that point. You obviously had some knocks, and it was just you. You still thought your future was well and truly, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and well. Yep.
3: I don't think you ever think of it as, as a player you Just you'll you'll go you go based on how, based on how you're feeling then or there at the present. You can't you can't forecast what the um the future future holds yeah. to, as a player. You can't. Not expect to be in contest. You can't not expect to to get hit in certain stages of the game because it's a competitive game. It's a contact game. Um, but it wasn't till yeah that the back end of last year where you know the the, the concussive knocks. knocks It was taking a bit longer to get over, and we, I was having blood tests. I was having all these tests to see what. Like, I, I thought I was deficient in iron. I was. I thought something was going on, but never actually thought it was in my head until. I had that bad one against Adam Sard, who bloke's half my size, knocked me out, knocked, knocked me for six in the middle of the SEG. Yeah, but um, wasn't until that last Fremantle game where sort of post that going through the testing, all everything started making sense. Like why
1: I was feeling the way I was, why certain things were were the way they were. Two more questions. Um, one on the back of you retiring early from concussion, and in fact you've had head knocks. Do you do you look at the game and think rules should be changed? Uh, should or, or do you look at it and accept that it's a competitive game and a, a, a contact sport, and knocks are going to happen? Where, yeah, where you yeah. Sit on that?
3: I, I think the fabric of footy is constantly changing, so I don't want any change. I think as a viewer, viewer, you don't want any anything changed. I think what needs to change is I think the protocols and probably greater awareness of players if they about the concussion and about the symptoms, and I think we better educate the players. Players will be. More open to that feeling, and I think that's going to help him and protect him in the long run. But I don't see rule changes,
1: especially for head, head knocks. Okay, good. Last question. Now, this is a this is this is a personal one. I need to go on my chest. <laughs> oh well, so I was quite publicly um, scathing a little bit before you retired. It was released in the media before you actually got to speak to the players. Did you did you know about that? Did it affect you? Um, just interest. I, I I sort of have spoken to you, but I'm interested to hear. What you, what you thought about I forgot that? Forgot that that even happened. That well, was I did.
0: shit. Yeah, I did. Um, let's, let's yeah. Good question. Yeah, um,
1: sorry, yeah. Yes, yes. I was,
3: I was still waiting on a, a final report to, um, you know, from the neurologist to to dictate the outcome. but he was he was pretty emphatic that you know I was going to be finishing up. And the hardest thing for me was uh, the the younger players always come back two weeks before the older group. And I wanted to make sure everyone was in town to be able to, to tell them. And there's only a few players that knew it at that stage. You know, I understand footy clubs, people talking. You know, it was pretty much out there, but I, I sort of didn't want it to be out there until I had spoken to the playing group because the last thing I wanted was, you know, I just wanted it from the horse's mouth, essentially. Like, you know, this is, they, they's not getting to the reasons, but this this is why, it's, you know, a big, more of a thank you to the players and the footy club. So, yeah, I wasn't overly wrapped when. It got leaked, the story. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for going into to bat for me. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, it was, it was a thing for me that, uh, well, I probably knew because of my personal relationship, but I knew you were retiring. And, but I think a lot of other media types knew you were retiring. And, you know, a lot of people put to me, which is fair enough that, you know, you've, people are in a position, they've got to report the news as they find it, which is, which is fair enough. But I, I felt like that specific case, um, you deserve exactly what you just said. The opportunity to speak to your own teammates. So you played a lot of footy with. Spent a lot of your life with. You, you deserve the chance to tell them. So I was disappointed for you. So You don't need to say that.
0: <laughs> oh, um, we we did a whole we did a podcast episode. Yeah, I, was, well, I, I think was on really YouTube tough. purely about. Oh, it's pissed <laughs> off. Now, uh, uh,
1: nah, that's enough about Shep. Okay, well, it's not social media. Here we go. Social media, the greatest podcasting segment of all time. Shep, you've done well to get through the questions from Dan and I. Well. <laughs> Here are the questions from the fans. Here are the hard ones. Um, I mean, we'll start with this one. This is from M. LeCra, number two. <laughs> M. Lecrae. Yeah, M. So LeCra, two. Now it's yeah, It's M, the oh, letter M. M. Okay. Mark. Oh, here we are.
0: Yep. So apparently, M. LeCra one was already taken, so he went with two. Oh, okay. Also, his number. <laughs> yeah. Rename it NapChat after this guest. <laughs> yeah, you got anything a, to say? But I'll give you a f- well, you got last round of applause.
3: Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, LeCra, as we all know, is, is uh, having this glamorous. Holiday with a with a caravan all around Australia, going to some some exotic places, fishing. Yep. And, but for him to jump on that page and to to have that comment shows you that the trip's probably not going as well as w- what he would have liked. <laughs> He's getting a bit bored, and for him to to have a pot at me from afar, I say. I thought i say, mate, I appreciate it because it just makes me happy that he's, he's hanging on to this.
0: Very good. I well, assume well just like – I love my, Mike LaCroix, Eagles fan of my life, <laughs> and, you know, big fan. But I just assume – Whenever I think of Mark LaCroix, whatever he's doing, he's just in a West Coast Guernsey with a premiership medal on going, you know what happened next. Like, yeah. he's just always <laughs> in that state.
1: He, he is the ultimate pest, Lekker. Yeah, he is number one pest. Uh, Thomas Diamond.
0: Uh, which three players from the club do you see yourself still having a beer with at the pub at the age of 60?
3: The age of 60? Oh. Be lucky. Yeah, I'll be, be lucky, lucky I'll to I'll get lucky. 60. <laughs> um, at the age of 60, oh, it'd be, be hard to say. Three or older, hope, older hopes. Most of them, most of the guys I played uh, over a hundred games. I reckon we got that real relationship with, so it's hard to put a number on just three.
0: Do you oh remember no. how many games you played with Scoey?
3: I'd be how, hundred. Take a guess. I reckon his whole career, I just about uh, hundred. I reckon hundred eighty. Uh,
0: <sighs> overs, absolute overs. One hundred twenty nine. Oh. Alright, well <laughs> guess the uh, so one hundred twenty nine. Give us a percentage of win win rate.
3: Okay, so that's been more than uh, I'd say. Forty-five
0: percent. So we, 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 fifty. We, we won some. Well, I thought maybe yeah, early. 55%, early fifty-five percent. No, no,
1: no. Fifty-five. No, yeah, fifty-five percent. That's all
3: 50,
0: right. Fifty-five percent. Yeah. Wow, Ten percent difference. It's 70, not, it's seventy-two. I mean, yeah, you've us
1: a. You've started with a losing.
0: Yeah, well, went, went I went. Unders. I went over the first. Yeah, so seventy-two wins, fifty-six losses, one draw. Was he going? Draw.
1: Gold Coast man. It was a pass, bad a- Adam Scott eighteen. Yeah. Um, so I thought he'd be playing. He'd be out at <laughs> the greens Adam
3: Scotty.
0: Uh, true or false, you were the worst player for the Atterdale Bombers three-peat. Should there be a royal commission into how, into how you won the three?
3: Adam, yes, I know you Adam, Adam well, yes. Uh, uh, he was at a rival junior footy club, and uh, the Atterdale Bombers, the mighty three-peat, we had a lot of Aquinas borders to play for that team, and um, fair to say they were very handy players. And um, luckily, luckily for them, they, they chose Atterdale as the destination club, they, they wanted to win flags, and um, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't the best player of my team, and won multiple flags for them. Royal Commission, upcoming by the south. Sounds- as you can see, Adams um, still pretty salty with those <laughs> results back in the day. We're talking seventeen years ago.
0: <laughs> was um was it was it someone that said that Brad Shepherd's dad still wears a bombers. Um, bomber jacket.
3: Yeah, what a surprise! Me, he was the head coach. Um, Which club? Actually, here's one: Adelaide bombers. So, uh, Jeff Marsh was uh, assistant coach as well. And one of the years we had Chris Connolly. Whilst he was coaching Fremantle, he was wow. one of the well, assistant coaches. There's the reason. Then. There, there's a reason. Chris,
1: Chris Connolly, Charlie, happy
3: with that actually, or what?
2: I think he got a bit distracted. I tell you, didn't well, he? No, what a <laughs> big Freo
3: fan. Big Freo fan. <laughs> yeah, I
2: yeah. well, One of
3: the uh, best things I say was when Chris was distracted. coaching. He would. He would, He was coaching Fremantle outside and. They weren't doing that well, but he'd come down to every training session on the Sundays, uh, help coach us, and afterwards always have a barbecue and he'd always be the one on the um, tongs cooking the barbie. A bit more
1: time spent (laughs) on the dockers.
3: (laughs) But I'll say, what what a man. What a man to be able to to give back to the community.
0: I played for the Cool Bombers. Which is, you know Where? Yeah, Cool <laughs> near. Yeah.
1: Need a parcel to get there Oh, yeah. Shep the you know, Shep, Shep doesn't spend a lot of time out of the gone trying the to maze. She spends a lot of time around the rich areas uh, this, is just a, this is just a one one word answer Marshy.Omira uh,
0: Who is the better fisherman, Shep or Lekker?
1: Shep Ty underscore taker three
0: Having to defend some of the best comp in 1v1s How did you prepare mentally?
1: Best in the comp. You've you've read that incorrectly. <laughs> some of the best best in the players comp, in the comp. The how do you how do you prepare mentally to play on is some this, of these guys? It's not one word. What? This is this is multiple words. Or? No, yeah, okay. yeah okay. Give us yeah. How, how do you used to prepare against playing on some of the best forwards? Ah, uh, so I always used to
3: do a lot of um, homework with whoever my line line coach was, and watch a lot of vision, and um, always used to get get it towards the back end of the week, and then um, if I could incorporate it into main training, I'd always practice on, like visualise how I would play that particular opponent. You, you you've got to go, especially those roles, you've got to go into detail to see what's their strengths and how, even as little as how they, what side they roll. So, you know, lead up, what side they roll. If you if you watch, a Ford, always has a preferred side. So if you
1: can... What do you mean by that, by roll, just for purpose? Uh, so
3: when a, when a Ford leads up and doesn't get used, how they roll back to, to uh, create length in their game to be able to be in a position to, to be in the contest again. And he always used to find if I could... Be in, be in the way and sort of push them out of the way. It's them by two or three seconds. Then they're two or three seconds out of position from being at the next contest. So i always a big believer. Yes, you've got to be a good defender and you've got to defend the contest. But playing these forwards, I used to prioritise when the footy was away so they would be out of position. So when the footy came down, they weren't in a position to impact or be in the contest. So it's always like the pre-defensive work. I used did, to really nail
1: them. Did you, did you find that forwards ha- would have... You know, like a bit Zoolander and only turn left. Like, would guys have this? They I'll go tell the same you what, line? that's
3: funny. Jaden Stevenson. Really? Yeah, Jaden Stevenson. I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, so, um, it, it, and uh, Fritch does it a bit as well. He, like, the way he's leading patterns, but Jaden Stevenson, he was one player in, I think it was 18, where he was having that good year. And we went over to the MCG and he was playing out of the goal square, got pace. He's like, uh, Daniel, Daniel Pratt was like, you know, he's your matchup. You know, and he he went into detail in like such detail. He goes, he only <laughs> he only turns. I think it was left for memory. Only like t- only. I was like, no, he, he does. He goes, I swear, only turns left wherever he goes. He'll spin left. Because I, like, I, I watched a fair bit of vision on him. I was like, he actually only turns left. <laughs> so I I was defending him like <laughs> like. Please <laughs> tell was, me he turned right. <laughs> no, not not once. So I was I'd always like always get and and pressure him, and so he couldn't turn left at all. So he would run. Try and run wide around to try and get in behind me. By that stage, the footy's already come in. So I found that that's, that was a way to, to beat my opponents. Exposed. Try and expose Look any out. any
1: weakness they have. Yeah, um, Se- Sevenson's built like a young Brad Shepard um, back in the day. <laughs> Very similar builds, actually. Um, prowls.com.au. I <laughs> um, feel like you know
0: this person. Brad, how does it feel to be known as the cousin of Mitch Marsh and he's better at footy?
3: <laughs> well, it's. It, it's pretty good now. He's he's had a, he's had a pretty good couple of years, Mitch. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, he's um. And is he better at footy? No, nah, he, he was a, he was a man child as a as a youngster. So he used to plonk himself at full forward, traditional Tony Lockett or, yeah, probably Tony Lockett. Um, I actually reckon he would have got drafted, but the the way the demands on the each individual, you have got to be able to run. You know, he would have found it a little bit tough. But very good hands. The bison. The Bison got a got a massive head it's on a him. Goodness, <laughs>
1: Yeah, literally massive scon. <laughs> 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 we keep it going. Alex double underscore Paul. Uh,
0: how much faster can you bowl than Mitch?
1: No, nah, he was always quicker than myself. Uh, I was a more swing bowler. Yep. Okay. What about the second one from the underscore J underscore Jaden?
3: What made you change your <laughs> guarantee
0: from number 12 to number five?
3: Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, what made it? was Number five was a, a, my junior number. Brad Ebert just left at the time. And I'd played two years at number 12. And um, I felt like, you know, I was, I was having a rough couple of years. Wasn't getting a kick. I was out of the side. My second year, I think I was emergency 14 times for that. And I was like, you know, I was a sick of number 12, to be honest with you. And also, Sky would know, at Subiaco Oval, the locker positions. Number 12 was stuck in, in the
1: corner. And I had no seating room. In front of my locker So they'd built the locker right. room It was it was a, it was a rectangle yep. And they, they had 12 and 13 Effectively opening into each other So you couldn't sit in front of your locker Yeah, like exactly
0: Who exactly was 13 that. at the time? Oh, uh, Shui
3: oh, yeah, And it was 11, Pritter And then there was me the, Like stuck in the corner You had to go sit by yourself huh? so, so yeah So <laughs> lo- looking, looking back now Like yep. open the change But at the time Just little things like that Were were big things that talk about the mindset of the plaza I'm not having number twelve, like haven't got a kick in it. I'm stuck in the corner. My junior junior number's number five. I had to go to the club, <laughs> I had to go through a process. Reasons why I wanted number five and they, they luckily ticked it off.
0: How quickly so Ebert leaves? Are you is, you see a text, Ebert's off, oh, Okay. within an okay. hour. I got a call. Did you request it?
3: Yeah,
1: I was front foot. Yeah, cool. I went straight I in. Love the, like, yeah, I love you. That. that's that summarises Brad Shepherd's career. <laughs> five <laughs> comes up, available, time to go. <laughs> yeah. that's it Cheppy awesome loved it was it good yeah thanks for having us on No, nah, I appreciate you coming on some direct questions been wanting to do this for a long time and it was good fun mate absolutely there we go Brad Shepard done and dusted been Huge. fun Dan backchatpodcast.com.au you can find us there on socials backchat double underscore Brad you like that one don't <laughs> you um, thanks to all of our supporters and sponsors Whippersnapper Whiskey uh, Margaret River Roasting Co Blue Bet Cameo shelter oh, might crack a shelter after this actually Definitely. beautiful beer down in Busso um, you can email us at hello at you Reddit's not getting a gig anymore I'll tell you that right now
0: and have a look at the best worst Guernseys best worst
1: Guernseys player worn one of those on the line for the uh, best worst one in the competition that's it bye bye